scouring the good old gaff the other day. The old gaffer. Uh-huh. Would throw a Lord of the Rings reference in there. Um, and I stumbled upon a thread about a new game that just dropped on Steam called Fidget Spinner Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. And uh, before I tell you any more, just Gold. let this sink in for a minute. Okay, so how much does it cost? So Fidget Spinner Simulator, all I'm seeing about cost in this thread is there's $30 premium DLC. <laughs> it costs more than an actual fidget spinner in real life. Yeah, because I was going to say, if it just costed about you know the same price of a fidget spinner, it'd be like, okay, that's fine, whatever, I guess. I No, wait, 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 wait. There's more. Oh, the no. dev just oh, released DLC. $50 DLC, <laughs> which is discounted to 30 because the game just launched. Oh, that's sweet wow. of them. That's nice. Wow. So... I think it's one of those things where the game is free to play, but that unlocks your pre- the premium member version of the game. <laughs> like what? Are you limited? Like it can only rotate 30 times a day and then you have to buy more currency yeah. to spin it more each day. Like so, what? So, <laughs> so here, here, here's what this, the thread says. This is the description. Whirl the fidget spinner, ride the hoverboard, vape your dank mod and enjoy the scenery. <laughs> God. The whole that, trend theme of 2017 is in this game. Oh, that this is just is, so densely it gets, packed. It gets with, better. It gets oh. better. The dev just released $50 DLC, launch discount to $30 with the following description. Unlocks premium member achievement, gives premium gold-plated <laughs> fidget spinner, and gold-plated mm. vape. <laughs> so oh not God. only is it fidget spinner simulator, it's also vape mod simulator. So it's two for one, really. It's it's a deal. It's a steal. It's it's a hell of a deal. And so this isn't like some shitty like 2D flash game either. It's like this, it's a fully rendered like polygonal like 3D game where it literally just shows the like a shot of like the, your right shoulder and just down onto your arm and shows the fidget spinner in your hand. It's basically okay. a screensaver. So it's basically Jack brings a screensaver. Up, Jack oh brings up a very God. good point. He exasperatedly said Unreal, but my question is, is it in Unreal 4? Yeah. Does it use the Unreal I Engine? I don't know. So, so the de- dev also spams a Pepe the Frog emote in almost all of his forum comments. This is totally Great a joke, achievements dude. too. Dude, dude, this is a troll. Can, this can, is a troll. Can, does anyone it's have Steam real. open right now? Can they, can they look this game up? What? Uh, does anyone have Steam open right now? And they, can, can they look it up on the store? I, I, I think I'm scared to open the fourth gate to hell it's if okay. I try and search this game up on the internet right now. I'll use, I'll use Tor and uh, incognito mode so that way it can't I be can't, traced back to me. I can't even process this. You've got I, Pepe, you've got the, your sub-omen, your uh, dank, dank <laughs> memes, and your <laughs> vape rig or whatever oh no okay so it's Dude, a week. no colin no step away it's a one dollar steam game it's a one dollar steam game okay yeah, it's, yeah, what's see, it's one dollar out of your pocket but it's everything from your dignity so what, what's it say what's it say in the description robert it says exactly what you read from the gaff oh okay uh, it's, it's that's all it says yeah uh it has the controls on it <laughs> the controls oh, oh, oh god yeah. what do you do press artist controls Please tell me the controls. 
use the arrows or WASD in order to navigate the hoverboard. Press left shift to accelerate and press R to reset your position. Use the mouse to look oh, around yeah. and press space to activate or deactivate the fidget spinner. Wait, so you're not even like, you're not even have to like press like any buttons in succession to make it spin. You just got to press a button and it spins. Oh, yeah. If it was a rhythm game, that might make more sense. But so you ride a hoverboard, <laughs> smoking your vape and spinning your spinner all at the same time. It's so fantastic. Dank memes. dank memes. Don't forget about those. Oh, one more. Uh, one more thing that OP said in this thread. So 241 mostly positive reviews on this game. <laughs> Robert, can you confirm? 271 oh it's gone up mostly popular no. escalating but here here's the thing all Spreading. the ones that they're showing me right now the most helpful reviews are all negative except for no most of them are negative however all of them have like less than one hour in it you know it's like whatever however they played it and then it got refunds however this this one man, this one being, this one entity here, one hundred and forty five point <laughs> four hours. Oh my god! In this what? game, he never Did turns he just it off. He, dude, he just had, dude, he just had to have left it running. <laughs> Guys, we found our official podcast mascot. It's, it's not. Can we have, no, no. Can we call this? Can we like email this guy and have him on as a guest? Oh my god! Like, how does it feel that you spend 145 hours of your life you, on fidget spinner simulator? Half an hour, yeah, with uh, not spinning those fidget spinners in a video game to talk to us. Yeah, I know is, half an hour is like pocket change money to you, but hey, is, is this is this the polar opposite of farming simulator? Hey, oh, farming is, simulator is a good game, though. This is bad, guys. This is a bad thing that that humanity has done with this game. Dude, so good. like all all of the comments on this post, it just says don't buy it. Just don't buy it. It's easy, simple, done. Just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let the market decide. So, <laughs> so it, he actually spent hundreds of hours in it. I mean, I'm sure more than he's actually spun an actual fidget spinner in real life. Probably, probably, probably. I've spent all of oh, I think man. a total of maybe ten minutes spinning fidget spinners in my entire life. It's funny you bring this up because I was just thinking how really that kind of came and went i thought at least do you guys still see fidget spinners being a huge thing no it's it's the new pogs like it's kind of gone already like as fast i mean hold hold the phone did you just compare it to the beauty of pogs absolutely it is the pogs of of (laughs) this generation the new i don't know the new tamagotchi pet the new uh (laughs) the new the new hit clips Clips. I don't know why, but I'm imagining now like an expansion to this fidget spinner game. Like feed your fidget spinner. It dies if you don't feed it. And it's like literally Tamagotchi. It lays eggs. Mm-hmm. Then you have baby little, fidget spinners. Yeah. No, it just oh like lays God. a little sack where thousands of tiny baby fidget spinners leak out of when you step on it. Oh, God. Dude, like but the, the, just the, all the memes. All the memes are ridiculous, man. Like, like seeing like screenshots of Beyblade, but like all those spinners are replaced with fidget spinners. <laughs> or like some dudes like, hey, I just got my nipples pierced and they're fidget spinners instead oh of piercings. God. Like, is that ridiculous? Can, is this that is real? Gonna be, this is going to be something that we look back at five years from now and just shake our heads in shame. Dude, I I told you guys the story about like some kid coming into my local game store and trading in literally a pile of games, and he told the my friend that works there, he's like. Yeah, uh, can I get cash for that, please? I just need more money for fidget spinners. Wow. Oh. That hurts. Inner parts of my 
soul. Yeah, it hurts every part of my being, to be honest Ooh. with you. Jesus. Oh, man. That's awful. Uh, and you know what? I'll bet GameStop will start taking fidget spinners, too, for store credit. Oh, used oh, you can buy God. used fidget spinners. Yeah. He's got the yeah. coveted gold-plated fidget spinner. Oh, They're no, gonna- he's got the platinum. They're going to open up uh, uh, brand new fidget spinners and then represent them as used and jack up the price. Oh, my God. Dude, they're going to start like fidget spinner like trading card games or something like that. Oh, oh there's going to be a black market. This is bad. <laughs> this is the worst kind of. They were in the Dude, darkest so time. We're all, we're all going to buy it, right? We're all going to play it. I already own it, actually. Uh, I was I was yeah. feigning surprise this whole time. I've owned it. I'm that guy oh with the guy. 145. Yeah, yeah, he's I'm the, the guy. One You're the 145 that. hour guy this whole yeah. time. Oh yeah, he's him. Pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> I'm looking into the face of evil right now. <laughs> oh my god, I do like. I don't even know how to feel. Like I kind of want to fight this person for making this real, but <laughs> it, it's funny that it exists. But it's also it is truly sad. <laughs> yeah, this is the world it, we live in. So hey, man. But hey, capitalism. Make your make that money. You know, I wonder if uh, like he's going to get sued or anything by some kind of, you know, fidget spinner. <laughs> well, does somebody even have copper? Like, who does anyone have a copper written or like yeah, that's trademarked a funny, or anything? That's a funny story, guys. It was a I want to say it was a Texas woman uh, that invented, quote unquote, the fidget spinner like years ago. Like I want to say like 15, 20 years ago. I'm sorry. Her name's escaping me right now. I don't know the fidget spinner vendor's name. Okay. By heart. <laughs> God forbid. Me. Yeah. But, uh, no, but she actually, you know, she's just a normal person and she ran out of money and let, and the patent had to lapse just cause she didn't have enough money that at that time. And so it just became kind of like, uh, you know, free swinging for, a miss. free for all. Yeah. So she had the patent, but way before, you know, decade before it ever got big and, and it dropped and it lapsed. So sad Man. story, but very interesting though. You thought the former drummer of the Beatles had it bad. It's kind of <laughs> like that. It's it's kind of like that Bitcoin stuff, right? Like people got rid of Bitcoin and now look where it's at now, like over $3,300 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you know about the guy that invested $50 in Bitcoins? Now he's a millionaire. Is that real? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a joke. I- I'm just saying, Bitcoin's crazy. Cryptocurrency, yeah. that's a whole nother hole we can go down later. But, oh man. Should probably uh, at least welcome people, yeah? Welcome to TDP, the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by Jack Zepeda. Bong bong. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, working, I'm working on a new sign-on, guys. Do you like that one? <laughs> You're workshopping it. <laughs> yeah, it's just workshopping this. <laughs> Here's some feedback. Uh, it's weird. Okay. I was going for <laughs> just a heads up. <laughs> and and also Colin Sparling. The fidget spinner master. Oh, man. What is that? Was just what, is this? what is this show, man? I, 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 dude, I'm trying to talk. Now I'm just trying to chop Jack. I know. he. I know the pressure was on and I didn't tell him I was going to do that. So I. So good, like good, like effort, I guess. Good effort, but continue. Dude, to I'm vote. just wait, like, like Workshop reverse it, that. like ten years back when everyone put XX in front of their Xbox gamer tags, and like you're gonna have like XX fidget spinner master or something now instead of like 360 no scope hashtag 420 thing. No doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Same. So, what do you guys know about combat sports? Like what, like MMA, UFC, all the above, Muay Thai. We talk, you know, like blood sports, like we talking John Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, checkers, Dude, kickboxing. What do you guys? Yeah, what, what's your guys' Wiz- background? Wizard chess from Harry Potter. Yeah, that's I'm a curious because 
because I, I enjoy a, a good combat sport from now now and again. You, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm kind of going opposite of the trend against the grain. I'm kind of leaning more towards boxing now than MMA, which is very surprising to me. If you told me that I'd do that five years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. But for various reasons I'll get into later, I'm more into boxing now. But where do you guys stand with this? Um, like I, I was never like, there was a time when I was semi into UFC. I at least knew like the who's who of UFC, uh, like, uh, cause my buddy was, he was pretty big into it and we were, we were like best friends. So like by extension, of course I got kind of into it. Um, like who and, was big when you were paying attention to it? Uh, like he was really into like Brock Lesnar. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, so I know I think you mentioned one time that you really don't like Brock Lesnar. Um I, I my favorite fighter was uh uh Randy Couture at the time. Yeah. I really liked yeah. uh the natural Randy Couture. Um mm-hmm. it was just co- always cool watching him fight uh and George St. Pierre. Um but that that's I mean that's kind of like the extent of my knowledge. I don't really go out of my way to like go to somewhere where pay-per-views playing, much less buy pay-per-view cuz it's like 50 bucks for a fight it's ridiculous. More like 100 now actually what really yeah it's definitely up to 100 dollars for the big big fights you know they're usually around 60 i think and they'll That's charge you a premium for hd as well they'll charge you like 10 dollars more which is like i mean I, I mean if people are paying it i guess hats off to them i don't know they don't it's even still make like S, they don't even make like sd tv anymore do they like you need like a digital tuner to get free channels and they're so I don't even know why they would do that. I mean, I know why, obviously, because they want more money. But so no uh, Anderson Silva or anything like that, Colin. Um, I mean, I follow him a little bit. I like. I know he's gotten beat once or twice, right? A couple times now. I want to say, yeah, because he had out. a really bad knee injury for a while and then came back, yeah, something like right. that. Yeah. Um. That's. I mean, that's that's as far as I knew about that. But uh, is he back now? No, no, no. Oh, I'm just kind of okay. curious, like because you were talking about a time with George St. Pierre and and all those other guys. I figured that that uh, Anderson Silva was probably like king of the hill back then. So oh yeah, that's yeah, definitely at that time. Yeah, Anderson the Spider Silva. Yeah, dude's crazy, man. Where? Uh, I mean, yeah, one of the most dominant champions of of absolute all time and in history is like a once in a generation caliber athlete. But I'm curious, Robbie, you're kind of quiet there. Where do you stand on like combat sports overall? I what mean, are your thoughts? My thoughts are nondescript. I don't really care that it's there. Like, I don't hate it. I don't want it to not exist, but I'm also not going to pay attention to it. Uh, A lot of my knowledge is very, like, from the outside. Like, I know the name Ronda Rousey just because everyone knows the name Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, I'm aware of Brock Lesnar just because, like Jack said, he's a huge fun loving guy uh, <laughs> well he's all, um, i mean he also had a huge career in the wwe before he was ever in the right. octagon so and i know more about him in the squared circle than i do in the octagon oh, um man. Oh, hold on a second are you, <laughs> are you gonna tell me robert that you're into world wrestling you're into professional wrestling but you're not into like combat sports or you are you, w- about to are say you saying wwe yeah professional okay. wrestling okay wrestling. let's 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 get one thing straight. It is Whoa. not professional wrestling. It's professional dramatic acting with punches. Okay. Yes, I don't disagree. And I'm into, into that. This? I was in a time into that more than I ever was or probably will be into real combat sports. Okay. okay but, I, but not I will anymore? Na- I mean, not as much anymore. Yeah, not really anymore. No. I mean, like, I hear some of their names every now and then, but, like, I am fully aware that it's, like, a TV show, like... It's a very manly version of reality TV. 
but um that's i i just i can't bring myself to get into like combat sports not because like i need drama to be invested or anything but it's just like it doesn't appeal too much to me i know uh mcgregor is really big right now i think in ufc conor mcgregor yeah, yeah. yeah it, the big his... thing is him with floyd floyd mayweather they're gonna box it out here in like a, what a week or two it's coming up i can't remember the exact date, but it's this month isn't it yeah, something like that. They're doing like the huge promo tour for it right yeah. now, and of course you see f- fucking Conor McGregor over there talking shit. You fucking blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Conor talking to Floyd Mayweather the way he is in these like hype up shows all across the world is some of the most amazing <laughs> entertainment dude, I've ever experienced. Craziest shit the talk fight. I've ever He's heard. Said, they're selling the fight like I've never seen a fight sold before. But hold on, before we get too much on a tangent, so. So, Robert, so just your official stance is just kind of like one of indifference, it sounds like. Very much indifference. I don't care that it's a thing, but meh, not going to watch okay. it. Okay, I was just, cur- I was just curious because it's something that we don't really talk about, you know, outside of the podcast much. And I wouldn't say that I definitely have drift o- drifted away from MMA. Like I said, I'm more into boxing now. And so I definitely have eyes on this, uh, just like the rest of the world, right, on this McGregor and Mayweather fight. But then also uh, after that and pretty much getting completely overshadowed in the mainstream uh, is actually probably one of the greatest boxing fights uh, in years that is going to occur between a uh, triple G Gennady Gadaevich Golovkin from uh, uh, who's no, where is he from? From Kazakhstan <laughs> where Borat's Excuse from. Me? <laughs> yeah. He's wife. from Kazakhstan where, yeah, where Borat's from. And then he's fun. And, and he's, he's a character, man. He's really funny. He's got a, he's got a great interviewing presence and a really kind of funny accent. You know, you could probably guess that from Kazakhstan, but, um, he's a great boxer and he's got cannons for arms and he is like a knockout artist. Like I want to say he's like, like 92% knockout rate with like, and he's undefeated completely. And so he's fighting, um, Canelo Alvarez, which Canelo is Spanish for cinnamon. And this guy is pretty, he's a character as well, too, because he's from straight up Mexico, right? He doesn't even speak English very well at all, Mm. but he has been described as a fighting Scotsman because he's completely like a redhead, like what you would expect, like very fair, very light skin, lots of freckles, super bright red hair. He looks like he's like Irish, but he's straight Mexican, man. From Mexico? Yeah, absolutely. He's totally from Mexico. He's Mexican as Mexican gets, man. But but like I said, he looks totally like like Irish, <laughs> and so they're both knockout artists, and they're that's actually like the secret like big fight. People that pay attention to combat sports, this is like the actual big fight to watch, and it's happening. All, I think only like a couple weeks after uh, Conor McGregor and Mayweather. So that's really the, if you want to get your money's worth and just see two like guys at the peak of their game, like two basic Mike Tyson's. I mean, with their knockout rates, like someone's getting knocked out. I don't see that. I don't see that fight going past the fifth round at all. Wow. So that's actually like a really good fight to look forward to. And I definitely am going to go out to some bar somewhere and check that out. Like that's going to be a good time. And just a lot of people don't know about it. But obviously the story and the money, no pun intended, is in, is in the Mayweather and the McGregor fight. So, Robert, I know you're just kind of on the periphery of this whole, you know, combat sport thing. But I'm sure you probably have heard of that as well, too heard of it's reached you i'm sure like may but, yeah why it's a big deal like mayweather and conor mcgregor like what it is and why it's a big deal 
No, but I am aware of Mayweather because I remember way back in the day when the, it was big that like Mayweather and Pacquiao were going to like dance in the ring and then they didn't. That wasn't even that did. long ago, right? That was like yeah. three years ago, four years ago? Yeah, but I remember it being a thing because it was like one of them chickened out and the other one didn't and then the other one did and it was like kind of a one of those will they, won't mm. they kind of a things. See, because I know you're a Pacquiao fan. I mean, like only by extension of like he's Filipino, so I'm like... Yeah, I'm into. Yeah, you do the thing. Do Philippines proud, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Pacquiao still fighting? I mean, yeah, that's kind of a controversial question as well, too. He's like the governor, right? Is he or the a senator? He's a senator oh, in the really? Philippines. Yeah, he's a full time oh. politician now, and he just actually had his first fight like on national television or cable. It was on ESPN, I want to say, and it was free, and it was like what a month, two months ago. And he actually lost to a guy that no one in the world had ever even heard of before. So it's basically like a Rocky story where Pacquiao is usually the wow. Rocky character. Pacquiao is usually the Rocky character, but everyone is expecting Pacquiao to destroy this kid. And this guy ended up winning in a very controversial uh, decision where every boxing expert had Pacquiao winning. Because how can you land more punches at a more accurate rate and, and just just basically outclass somebody but then lose the fight? Like, objectively, Pacquiao landed more power punches and still lost the fight. Wow. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of controversy around that. Like, there's, they're, like, having people, like, re- like rewatch the fight and rescore it and all that. And it's not going to be an official decision. Obviously, the decision that's made at the time is the one that everyone's going to go with. But they're still, like, very highly con- uh, contesting the, the results. But they're going to have a rematch, and, and we'll see where it goes. Man, it's, like, something with Manny, too, because... Uh, like the the Floyd Mayweather Pacquiao fight that was pretty controversial too, wasn't it? Like it was, <sighs> like every they- Mayweather fight, man. Every Mayweather fight. Here's the thing. Okay, I really dislike Floyd Mayweather, but I do respect him on a certain level. The reason why I dislike him is because he's not a fan fan friendly type of fighter. He does the absolute bare minimum to win a match. But he wins them all very consistently. He is very, very intelligent. Probably one of the most ring intelligent fighters in history. Seriously, it's it's not a uh, uh, hyperbole to say that. He is just so defensively genius in his skills and in his tactics. And so he'll still rounds left and right. But his it results in he's not offensive, right? So his fights are very boring to watch. But still, no one can beat him and no one can hit him. So people that have been training their whole lives to go you know, to step up in a boxing ring can't even hit this guy. Manny Pacquiao, arguably the most offensive fighter in, in you know, the last 50, 60, uh, 50 to 100 years, he couldn't barely hit him. And so what hope does really uh, Conor McGregor have, someone who's you know, been doing MMA his mo- most of his life and not really a truly professional boxer? You know, what hope right. does he have of... of of really going in there, I think he's going to get taken to school. If I mean, if I if I was putting money on it, absolutely be be on Mayweather. Um, but of course, everyone has a boxer's chance or have a, has a puncher's chance, right? Like all that uh, Connor has to do is connect one time with that one hit and lights out. But can he really do something that no one has been able to do? Professional boxers that train, you know, since since uh, childhood, they can't do it. So I don't know. That's kind of my thought on it. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people that I mean everyone wants the underdog to win right like Connor everyone wants Connor to win because Floyd's kind of on that pedestal right now right so like yeah and Floyd is not uh shy either about his money about his wealth I mean his middle name's Money Mayweather right and so he's kind of like the uh Ted DiBiase million dollar man of uh of uh boxing wait is is his middle name really for real like actually (laughs) legally speaking (laughs) 
Money? No, it's just his nickname. It's just his Good. brand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's his brand. <laughs> it's like, it, his brand is, uh, what is it? The Money Crew. The yeah, Money like, Team. The okay. Money Team, I think. Or, oh, the Money Team. Yeah, yeah like TNT. all of his... Yeah, him and his all of his uh, posse or whatever you want to call it. Uh, like they all wear like the money team get up and all that. Like but the reason, the reason I respect him though is because he played the game of boxing like a fiddle, and he ended up on top. He's leaving on his terms. He's making over two hundred million dollars a fight now. He had a check in his pocket for over two hundred million dollars after that Pacquiao fight. Can you imagine Yeesh. having that in your back pocket? I can't even like fathom that, but he played the, he plays everybody and he always comes out on top and he always is uh, behind the scenes. He's just a chess master basically at everything. And he's not a especially strong puncher. He hasn't knocked anybody out in a very long time. And he has like kind of broken hands from decades of fighting. So he's not like, you know, really in danger of knocking anybody out, but he will win and he, you'll not be able to hit him and he'll be able to hit you just enough to steal rounds and win. So I give him a lot of respect. Man, yeah that's crazy. i mean at the end of the day the, the fight's just kind of like a money grab like it's just that's all it is really like they're oh, gonna either yeah no matter who wins or loses they're both making a metric shit ton of money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like Con- so. like connor is gonna make the most he's ever made in a day he's gonna make over 100 million who knows floyd might make over 300 million this is gonna be way bigger than that pacquiao fight believe it or not it's gonna be insane and it's gonna be a spectacle and it's gonna be fun but i just really can't see how floyd cannot win this i I just don't see how he's not going to embarrass uh conor mcgregor hate to say it but that's who i got what do you think who do you think is going to win colin um like it it's very it's and so likely that floyd's probably going to win i mean i do like my heart of hearts tells me like oh i want conor to win just to like kind of knock him off that pedestal because it would just be crazy to see that happen but like i don't know i i if i was a betting man i would probably put my money on floyd too just like you did you know, you you uh, briefly brought this up when we were talking about combat sports at the top here, but you were talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme and like Kickboxer and like those old 80s movies. Robert, have you ever seen any of those? No. What? No, oh, sir. I have not. I need to watch more myself. Have you guys seen the movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme and the, it fights this guy in like Thailand and of course it's a guy, it's a villain that like kills his best friend or whatever, right? But he's fighting him in this tournament and they have like... Um, like wraps around their uh, wrists and around their fists and they dip it in like glue and then they dip it in like this barrel filled with broken glass. <laughs> I need to see this movie. <laughs> it's, I think it's Kickboxer. I need to see this movie sure. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. And the guy yeah, he's fighting kind of looks like uh, Sagat from Street Fighter. He kind of looks like him but with a long ponytail and his name is uh, Tong Po. That's that's pretty hardcore <laughs> bad guy name. So, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Tong Po like after like the glasses on his knuckles, like pretty sure he just like licks it real slow and like just like oh, bleeds yeah. his tongue out. Like it's crazy, man. Eighties movies were on another level. I'm man. going to lick my knife. I just remembered it's poison. Drops. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're on uh, the topic of movies, I think uh, let's talk about a movie that we've all seen, right, over the weekend, over this yeah, past yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we all kind of just watched Atomic Blonde, one of Charlize Theron's. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce her name. Theron. Char- 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 I thought that. I thought Charlize Theron. Theron. I don't know. Well, excuse you. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah. You catch my mama with that mouth. <laughs> No, it's uh, one of Charlize Theron's new films. Um, Charlize Theron. Is is it that? I think so. Anyway. um, We're not entertainment reporters. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
this is E News. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that movie actually came out like two weeks ago, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it super flew under my radar, and I didn't want it to because I remember seeing a lot of the marketing and the promotion for it like months ago, and being like, "Oh, that looks." That looks cool. I want to see that. And then the marketing just kind of kept going and going and going. And I got too used to the idea of like, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. It'll eventually get here. It's coming soon. So I completely missed like the actual day it dropped. Right. And for me as well, just this whole year is flying by. It's already August. Like I'm still getting used to writing down 2017. And it's like (laughs) dang near 2018. You know, it always happens to me. So. It was bound to happen, but it is essentially what, like the female James Bond, right? Or the female Jason Bourne or the yeah. female John Wick kind of thing. Isn't yeah, that what they're going for? Spy thriller kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. We probably yeah, shouldn't get, well, so I was just going to say, we probably shouldn't get too like in depth with it because it is only two weeks old, but I would like to yes. talk about it a little bit. I know this is one of the first movies all three of us have seen on the podcast, so we should talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think off the top here, I can't guarantee we won't spoil anything, but we're definitely going to try our best to not, you know, just reveal the ending or anything. Um, But for me, I think the first half of it, I was a little like, meh, this is okay. It's all right. It didn't really like grab me. There was nothing strong about it in the beginning that made me care about its characters or care about the plot. Um, For those who don't know, this is set in a cold war, like, days before the berlin wall gets torn down you know 1989 um is that right yeah Yeah, it takes place in berlin yeah yeah yeah. reagan era reagan Mm -hmm. era yeah and it's it's in like east and west berlin so like tensions are high and all that kind of stuff and then there's just like layers of you know uh intricacy and espionage and all that kind of stuff and like warring factions and spy versus spy yeah uh so that's dogs living together human sacrifice mass hysteria yeah, so that's that's kind of um, what you're playing with here. Uh, the production value of the movie is pretty solid, I think. Um, lots of like neon color filters used throughout. Mm-hmm. Yes, very yes. much, especially like in the hotel rooms and stuff. Just for some reason, like everything had to be blue in some way or purple, um, and a lot more nudity than I expected. Personally, a lot more. Yeah, there was more I mean, than that I expected. Was a lot more, but... There aren't a lot of rated R movies anymore. Yeah. You know, just for, for financial purposes. And so to see one that's like, oh, this is for adults, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a little surprising, but I wouldn't say more than I expected. Right. Um, but I do think the second half of the movie, it picks up, and that's when I started getting really into it and actually kind of caring about what's going on and caring about, you know, the main character's kind of drive and purpose into what they were trying to do toward the end of the film. And I walked out of that theater kind of like pleasantly surprised at how hmm. good the film ended up being personally. Awesome. Colin, okay. what, yeah. what did you think, man? I'm curious. So, um, yeah, so me and Robert went and saw it together. Um, I, I, I'm kind of with Robert where like the first half was a little bit of a doze. It was a little bit of a doze fest. It, it wasn't terrible because, uh, only for the fact that, um, I was kind of, I was kind of really liking the cinematography that they went with. I liked a lot of uh, towards the beginning of the movie. They use a lot of uh, uh, natural color or natural lights or like natural light and uh, like darker, darker kind of color palette that I really liked. They use like a lot of black and whites, a lot of blues. It's really kind of doom and gloomy at the beginning. Um, 
and then they kind of shift towards towards more using neon which i don't know it's the way they use uh the color palette and uh the cinematography and they shift that is really really nice um but i just i think that uh, the the story isn't something that you really come and stay for in this movie i really think it's um it's it's very okay the actors themselves in the cinematography are definitely what carry this movie at least for me um the uh, I mean, even like the there's a there's a lo- long and really long action shot towards the beginning, maybe last third of the movie, um, and it's it's so well done and so um, I just I, it's one of those things where like you're kind of in awe, like how did they get all of this in one shot? Because there's just so much shit happening. And the and this like I don't know what 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 was like twenty minutes, Robert? Like, yeah, it was like a 10, 15 minute action scene where they were going like up and down a building like downstairs up elevators like there was a lot of movement um but -hmm. it was all shot with one shot from one camera like there were no cuts you know i mean there could have been some cuts maybe right like you know when they're kind of panning along walls and stuff it'd be pretty easy to edit that in but they wanted to give you that sense of like you're right there you are in the action and you were following them and it was pretty cool. right right yeah and the acting job in this movie is so good like they like uh i can't pronounce her name i'm not going to try and butcher it again but the main character the main the mm-hmm. main actress mm-hmm. um she does Charlize a really really on <laughs> yeah charlie stare on i'm Charlize. not excited one of, char char charlie's oh my gosh yeah <laughs> charlie whatever i'm just gonna drop it <laughs> anyway so she does a really good job as like the the, the main like protagonist or whatever um uh, she plays like the james bond type badass chick really really well um and you know even uh percival who's played by the dude from like uh x-men james uh, mcavoy he, yeah james mcavoy oh god two for two uh yep anyway so james uh mcavoy he oh, can't what <laughs> that has just, to be on purpose just quit trying to say his name just quit oh my god just say professor x <laughs> Okay, jeez, I, I can't. I just can't. Anyway, point being, he does a really good job playing the the crazy dude, and he, I don't know, his his part in the movie just it escalated it that much farther for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, generally, good film. Don't don't stay for the story, stay for the acting and the cinematography. Jack, what did, I'm, I'm, what did you walk out of it with? Uh, I'm very up and down with this movie because, like you, yeah. I was bombarded with all of the marketing and with all of the kind of teasers and everything coming out. And actually, it was released uh, here in Austin uh, March 12th at South by Southwest. Wait, what? Is when it, <clears throat> it was when it was like debuted. Oh, okay. And so it, yeah, they continued to work on it, and then it was in a wide release uh, July 28th. So. So I've been bombarded, right, with like the message of Atomic Blonde, like it's been here for for a while. And so one of the first things I noticed was that, okay, the action looks awesome. This looks like a female John Wick. This is going to be cool. Charlize Theron is doing her own stunts. She's training really heavily. Like this is going to be a, a, a cool movie to watch and stylistic, uh, much like uh, Zack Snyder's movies are. So I was up with that. And then I watched a couple trailers and I immediately saw parallels at least from a costume perspective maybe not from a character perspective but from an image perspective with james mcavoy's uh, personal character and brad pitt in uh in fight club like there are mm. there's a lot of parallels with their haircut with their eyeglasses with the fur jacket fur coat and i could not get past that 
And I was I, like, they are just totally ripping off uh, Brad Pitt and Fight Club here. So I just really like it was like a wall for me. You know, and, I you know, I was thinking the same thing. That's really funny that you say that. I didn't yeah, even notice. I, I think yeah. it's totally well. Now, do you think so? Now that I yeah, mentioned n- it, now that you, it's one of those like I can't unsee it now. Right, but right, it broke right. me. Yeah, it's like seeing the Bomberman character in the cover of Bioshock Two. Once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Oh God! Damn. So, yeah, so, so <laughs> yeah, it's real. No, the struggle. Tur- turns out Tyler Durden's actually he's real. So, oh, man, fat of the land. So, I was struggling with that. I was like, oh, now this is just derivative. And now I think that, every, that okay, clearly these people have just seen Fight Club and are just trying to make a movie, like, of that ilk here. And yeah, honestly, yeah, he kind of channels that, that same character, too. That's really funny. I just thought that it was, I really, you know, from previous conversations we've had about movies, I think you guys know that I really appreciate subtlety. And I really appreciate when the when the director and when the film respects its audience's intelligence and knowledge of films rather than being beaten over the head with a certain concept. And I definitely felt a little bit of the beaten over the head uh, concept of this is the 80s, this is the 80s, this is the 80s. You guys know it's the 80s, right? This is Russia. It's Russia. It's Russia with all the music and with all the everything. Like They, they try and use music in a very... Um, artistic way here to kind of accentuate the mood and accentuate the action but i mean come on guys how many times can you play 99 luff balloons in a movie and like have it like hit right like it was played multiple times it's like come on like i roll like i get it this is the 80s i understand you don't have to play every 80s depeche mode or or uh uh bowie song or you know what i mean like uh to be fair i really appreciated when they played behind the wheel by depeche mode because that's one of my favorite songs <laughs> no it's it's cool i'm just saying like i think yeah. it was i think it was just overused like it was just like uh, and a lot of parts were just like a big long music video you know and oh it's the 80s it's the I 80s it. get it it's the 80s so i so that was also I, I thought it was more distracting to me than anything that being said i do respect that scene you brought up like that 20 minute single cut or at least it's an illusion of a single cut i can kind of notice where the cuts are just because i pay attention to that stupid kind of thing and i ruin movies for myself all the time but i i appreciate the vision of what they're going for with that fight and that fight scene was very intense and i th- honestly think that, that fight scene was worth going to the movie just alone to see that honestly that's how i felt about it i thought it was very yeah, naturally that- done Mm-hmm. And I thought there was a good, you know, a good arc to it. And, you know, the, the, the stakes are high. People, you know, may live or may die. And, and the danger is real. And I definitely felt that intensity. And I definitely was making faces during some of the action sequ- sequences. Like, oh, oh, like it was it was yeah. brutal, brutal and very bloody and very artistic with the blood splatters in certain scenes as well, too. I thought that I saw some blood on the walls. Like, oh, that's an that's a that's a cool thing they did right there, I guess. So. So yeah. I yeah. think overall, I think that. This movie is good. Um, I don't know if I went into it maybe trying to hate it a little bit too much, but I didn't get as much enjoyment as I had hoped to get out of it. Um, I since have gone back and like kind of reviewed the plot. I think that there are some some interesting things that are done here, and I and I do like the way that the female protagonist is per, is portrayed in this film. She's very strong, very capable, very independent. You know, I, I like that as a, as opposed to now. Don't get me wrong, I love Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman has like her you know, um, dashing like blonde guy with her and all that and say whatever you want about that. But I liked how, um, Charlize Theron's character was in this and, and her kind of whole story arc. I just liked how it all wrapped up. So I would say, you know, watch it. It's fun, but you know, don't expect, don't expect the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, question I kind of want to throw at you too. Did either of you read the uh, graphic novel the movie's based on? 
It was based on a graphic novel. That actually makes a lot of sense because of how stylized it was. Yeah. Everything is I based didn't on know something. That. Yeah, everything yeah, is true. a remix now. So it's yeah, like crazy. It, no, I never did read that. No. Yeah, it was based on the Cold City. I was just wondering if either of you read it. You know, if you could like mm-hmm. comment on how close it was to the source material. Oh, I, okay. I have did, no you, clue. did you read up anything on it? No, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think overall it's kind of like I, I'm sensing like lukewarm reception from all of us. Like it's good, but it's not like you have yeah. to see it good. You yeah, know? I was telling I was telling Robert yesterday, Jack, as we were living in the theater. Well, first, I agree. We all we both agree that like the centerpiece of the film was that long shot. But uh, secondly, like it's a movie that I would like if I saw it on a streaming service, I would probably throw it on in the background or something like that, just because I know that particular scene is there and I kind of like the visual style that they go for. But otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, not really much of a reason to watch it again. I think it sets a, a cool universe. I thought John Goodman's character was really cool. Mm. I oh, but, oh, oh yeah, again, yeah. I always love John Goodman. He's one of my yeah, favorite yeah, actors ever. Yeah. He's great in everything he does. But um, I did like the ending. I did like that. In a spoilers, there is like a sort of twist at the end. Yeah. And I I did like how it, how it ended. And I think it sets the stage for a potentially awesome sequel. Which I, you know what? If they came out with a sequel, I probably would go see it in theaters. Same I probably here. would. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't probably know if, would. I don't imagine one existing personally, but if it happened, I wouldn't say no. I mean, the movie has more than made up its money already. It was a budget of thirty million dollars, and it's already in the box office just domestically at forty six, almost forty seven million. So it's oh, already wow. profitable, and that's yeah. really all that matters, you know. And think how much money it's going to make in the secondary and tertiary market. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be a very profitable venture. So I think that a, it's not out of the realm possibility that a sequel could happen. And you know, with uh, Deadpool and and other and Logan, like you know, there's a. Uh, there's a lot of R-rated movies. There's a market for this they're discovering. So yeah, yeah. So when you said there was, a, it was based based on a graphic novel. Robert, Robert, is that singular, like graphic novel? Like there's only one book. Yeah, I, from my understanding, okay. it's just like one long book, one long novel. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next section of our podcast here. So, what games have you guys been playing over the past week? Uh, Colin, do you want to start off? Oh yeah, I can start off. So. Um, uh, just real quick, just like a quick 30 second thing. I did actually just finish Yakuza zero, um, just to follow up on, I know I talked about it quite a few times before, but just to follow up and like after finishing the game, very, very great game. I cannot recommend it enough. Honestly, fun mm-hmm. gameplay, man. The story is just huh. 10 out of 10 up there is one of the best Whoa. game, like game stories I've ever played. Whoa. For sure. Yeah. How long is like, it about? Um, it honestly, it can take kind of as long as you wanted to the, if you just went straight through like all the story about 20 hours um respectable if, yeah but there's so many side missions and so many other things you can do it took me like 60 hours so yeah like there's like there's there and there's i only got a 14 percent completion on it but what yeah okay, well, wow 14 yeah, percent wow. after i beat it yeah <clears throat> um but yeah everything do the characters the boss fights everything about the game just 10 out of 10 would recommend i'll even let you guys borrow my copy How's the combat um, feel? Pretty solid. Like it's it's fun. Like and it only gets better because you get an upgraded as you go. Okay. Um. Okay. But anyway, to the game that I've been playing real quick. Um. So I've I've been playing. I threw it back a little bit to uh, my childhood. Been playing a little bit of Prince of Persia: The Warrior Within. And I wanted to see how well this game held up because I I got a hold of uh the HD collection for PS3 a couple years back, and mm. so yeah, I've been playing it on there. Um. And let me tell you, like, this game does not, like, overall does not hold up very well. 
Not at all. <laughs> really? I wouldn't yeah. suspect so. I would almost imagine yeah. that once it starts up at the title screen, you're probably got like Godsmack or like Dragula or something <laughs> like that in the background just based <laughs> on the cover art. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I don't know if you remember, but Godsmack's actually on the soundtrack. I yeah. had a feeling. No, I think <laughs> yeah. I, I think I did know that and I forgot it. Yeah, wasn't my, it? I stand alone. Right? I think so. They, they it was based, <laughs> honestly, it, it, they probably could have gotten away with licensing it, licensing it as being like the Scorpion King game. Like it would have surprised me. This is like, like around the time where like Slipknot's like you know second or third album was coming out and like being all bloody and all edgy yeah. was like cool. That's the thing, dude. Like this game is basically like Edge Lord the game. Like in terms <laughs> yeah. of like, Edge Lord for for like the year two thousand four or something like that. Oh yes, well, I like, remember those it, times. Yeah, it's just like th- so the gameplay. The gameplay is still solid. Like it's solid gameplay. It translates over from Forgotten Sand or not Forgotten Sands. Uh, Sands, Sands of, of Time very well. Um, and it like it's fun to play. It's just that like. And even the visual style itself, like in game, is not bad. Like the the general world, the atmosphere, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. It's not bad. It honestly, the world and like that you play on, like the main play area, feels more akin to like almost like the the architecture is like reminiscent of a Shadow of the Colossus or something like that. Very oh, it's big open not, world like that. No, it's not open world, but it's like the like the whole decaying architecture and okay. a lot of rock faces and very it's very gray. So what you're saying is not only is the character edgy, but the world is edgy. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. His struggle, but his also the character uh. and the enemies, dude, are like one hundred percent all edge and like mm. like you you go like you get onto the island and you pick up a sword. It's like you got the spider sword. Like mm. <laughs> like this is. It's just too much, man. It's like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if Underworld puked all over Prince of Persia or something like that. <laughs> this is where this series took a very weird turn because it's just it's just it's like this this game is just the like the redheaded stepchild of the th- trilogy, like uh-huh. in terms of look and story. I mean, was the one was the one that came after this just the Prince of Persia on 360? No, it's two no, thrones. The ones, yeah, the two thrones. Which actually, I okay. I played a little bit bit of that too recently, just to see how it compares. And it held it like it definitely it harkens back to like okay, what was good about Sands of Time, and they just brought that back in the third game. I felt like, mm-hmm. and then they added a little bit of I think it was post God of War that game came out, so we might have added a little bit of that in there too. Um, okay. but like it was definitely it definitely felt a lot more like Sands of Time. It wasn't a crazy left turn like the second game was. Oh, um, man. but. Yeah, it's just like lots of blood. They made it make it like extra gritty for no good reason. And they have that like stock guitar, like metal guitar soundtrack going on while you're this playing. This ain't your dad's Prince of Persia. Yeah, no shit. Like, might Gosh. as well do it, it. It's like I felt like I was watching like West Coast Choppers or something like that with the generic like guitar in the background. Like today, Yeesh. we're gonna look at this transmission and do a complete flip <sighs> on this '69 Cadillac. Good luck like, getting uh, your parents to buy this for you for Christmas. This yeah, pretty hardcore. much. Like, even like when you do like the first shitty boss fight against this underclad woman at the beginning with two swords, like it's like there's like a short cut scene where he literally just cuts or she cuts her your dude on the face oh, no. and he's like you bitch i'm like oh my uh, god this is just oozing with edge and my, okay so one <laughs> one of like one of my last gripes with this game is the sound design is absolute shite like it's so bad everything <laughs> sounds like it's got ten thousand layers of reverb thrown on it like um. like every sword clack it's like like it's so bad. See, like 
I, and there, you just can't hear anything. Like, do you hear the a mu- little bit of music and you hear a little bit of footstep, but otherwise you just don't hear it. There's nothing. And even the sound cuts that like the music cuts out every once in a while, like abruptly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's what it is, man. It's just, it's, it's a game of the times. It's not bad to pl- go back and play. It's like, it's still playable, but it's just from a look and sound perspective, not good. Yeah. See, I remember playing this game like way back in the day. Um, and I even remember as a, you know, as a young boy without really much of a critiques mind, you know, like you just play, you know, there was a time when you were young, you kind of just play games. It's like, oh, it's, it's fun. Good. I get to do this. Now it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Gets the job um, done. I remember even then I was kind of like, I don't like this game. It's not that great. Because <laughs> um, from what I remember of it, it's like there's that there's that dark, like that big dude that you cannot kill for like the whole game until the end. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like Doc Oth or something like that. Yeah. It has a stupid name. And. Ugh. Every time you've run into it, it's just another one of those like run to the like run toward the screen segments or like you're running away from it segments that. Oh, see, I didn't even get that far. Yeah. And I remember that being really annoying because like Sands of Time and Two Thrones are both like they both have that feeling of like grand adventure, you know, where it's like you're on a big quest to do this or that. Not, you know, like I'm I'm at Five Nights of Freddy's and I'm trying to stay away from this one thing because it'll eat me. Right. Well, yeah, especially if they're using that game's mechanics and you're doing one of those things, you're running towards the camp. I don't see how that works at all. Well, it's the idea of like, you know, if you miss a pitfall while you're running, you just kind of boot back and then. Well, uh, yeah, okay. such a sad chapter in this series. And it's an extra shame because to me, it just signified the failure of one of the best games in the series, which was just Sands of Time. That game is still excellent. That game has yeah, a lot of innovation, a great art style, great play. No one bought it, though. So, you know, I mean, the market has spoken. No one bought it. So, like, you know what? We need more edge. This time we're coming back. Get Godsmack on the phone right now. We're doing this. And dude, so, I feel, I, dude, it had to have been, like, Ubisoft. Like, hey, Prince of Persia team, you got to, like, make it like this because that's what's selling nowadays. I know. I know. Well, it's like, sad, man. I didn't buy it. I bought you, you the first totally, one. Yeah. I mean, you could totally tell. I mean, it's not a bad entry in the series, like, to, no. to play. But yes, it's, it is. It's just, yes, it is. It's just, dude, it's just so... Uh, it's I, you just gotta yeah. you just gotta sift through the crap to to really get to the 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 meat part of the game. It's, it's just, where this it's where the series lost me, and I'm not go, going back. There's nothing really that came out after that that made me want to go back to the game. Now, while we're totally like piling on Prince of Persia here, have you guys seen the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal in it at all? No. Nope. Yeah, you have seen it. Yeah, okay, I have Robert's actually. shaking his head. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so I have to vent to you guys because. How, what year did that come out? Like t- maybe 10 years oh. ago, nine, 10 years ago. Oh man. Long ass time. It doesn't matter. 2010, 2011. But what I, the idea I need to convey to you guys is that this still haunts me to this day. I hate something. I'm going to spoil the stupid movie for you. The King uh, who 2010. is like, okay, thank you. The King of this kingdom of Persia, whatever he gets assassinated. And it still bothers me today in 2017, the way he died. Okay. He listen to this guys. I'm not making this up. The King gets assassinated because I can't say it with a straight face because he puts on a poison robe. Wait, that's not right. 
What? He puts, <laughs> Hold on. Someone poisons his robe, his Snuggie, okay? <laughs> someone poisons his Snuggie, and then when he puts it on, he basically just, like, calcifies and dies, and, like, steam's coming out. He, like, melts like the Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz. What? And I was like, at the time, I was like, this movie sucks. I was like, this is the worst. Of all the ways you can kill off a character... You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that I was there in that time and that's not historically accurate and they were poisoning robes left and right in Persia. I don't know. I would hope not, but but what even they do if, cover his robe in sulfuric acid? I don't know, but even who cares even if? It's a stupid concept. Right? It's like one of the dumbest ways to kill somebody ever. But my point being is that that was the best they could do. No, I need to probe into this now. I need to scratch that itch I'm having. So like <sighs> is it magic poison or like ammonia? I just—he was killed by a poison robe. I just like, dude. I don't well, know, but like, he started you, steaming and then yeah, he just you, died. Yeah, you're saying he started steaming and then what? Like, he evaporated or just like he just slumped over into like a clump, and now the king's fuck? dead because of what? his robe. <laughs> <laughs> Your face right now, Colin. Like you think? You I know, don't remember this part. I don't remember this. It's absolutely how he dies, and it and it's, it's still here seven years later. It bothers me to no end. I think of guys. I spend time in my life sometimes thinking like, fucking stupid poison robe, like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I I don't remember that part. And the th- the funny thing is, I don't remember hating the movie. Like, uh, I didn't remember loving it. And then look at look at Ubisoft now. Like, what with Assassin's Creed, another horrible movie. Like, how can you take Michael Fassbender, like a one of the best actors of of modern times, in my opinion, and just total crap, total yeah. crap movie. So yeah, it, not a you good saw track it, record. I didn't. What's that? Oh, you saw the Assassin's Creed movie? No, I didn't. of course not. Oh. I have you know, I have my oh. yeah, I have standards. <laughs> Uh, you have standards, <laughs> but, but uh, like Uwe Boll, right? Like he's the ultimate master of the video game movie. He made that Blood Rain movie that was horrible. He made Far Cry. I don't know if you guys knew that. He made a Postal movie. He wanted a listen, Postal. Yes, movie? absolutely. There's a movie based on Postal. It might be on Netflix. But all of Uwe Boll's movies are complete crap. Um, guys, w- one of the great horrors of my life was that he wanted to make a Metal Gear Solid movie. Uh, oh no. no! And if he did that, like it would have destroyed the entire series for me. Now, do you guys know there is a Metal Gear Solid movie in production now? Though I did hear an inkling about yeah, that. Yeah, the guy who did uh, the latest movie. I guess it was a success. I didn't see it though. I, I do want to see it. Kong Island or whatever the movie that just oh, came out this I've, year. Oh I've heard yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. Kong Island. Anyways, Kong Skull Island. I do want. Yeah, I do want to see that movie. That movie looks. You know, pretty entertaining, actually. You got Samuel L. Jackson. You have all kinds of different actors in there and just having fun. It looks like a good time. But anyways, that director is helming Metal Gear Solid, which good luck, dude. You know, good luck cramming that all into one film uh, without, you know, without destroying the character. Because part of the part of the DNA of Metal Gear to me is like bad good guys and bad guys talking about nonsense for like an hour straight. <laughs> just yeah. put, the, put the controller down. You don't need that controller. You're going to be sitting here listening to us talk about... Uh, about movies, you know, for an hour or something. It's stupid. The best handgun in the world. <laughs> like, I honestly have no idea how they're going to make a Metal Gear movie. Like, even if they only want to adapt, like, one game. Like, I'd assume probably Metal Gear Solid 1. Unless they want to go all the way back to Metal Gear. But... Yeah, it, it, doesn't it, it at that point just turn into, like, a Rambo movie? In Metal Gear? Yeah, like, you know, you no. just infiltrate some camp and save somebody. Save some yeah, he, he infiltrates it, finds out who his daddy is, and then kills his daddy, and then he does it again in the second game. 
nanomachines, right? No, nanomachines. No, that, that's revengeance. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I nanomachines, see. son. All right. So, uh, so that. hey, good luck to that guy. Uh, he did put a good movie out, and he does seem to, from the um, interviews I've heard him in, he does seem to have a respect and a proper reverence for Metal Gear. So, we'll see. I'm nervous about it, but 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 I wish him luck. I think it'll be a feat in and of itself. Yeah. But, so. Uh, you want to talk about a game you were playing, Robert? Yes, I do. And I know this is a game that you've also been playing literally about a couple minutes before we started hitting the record button here. That's real. Um, yeah. So I played the game of the week, uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. That game is bonkers. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And it... and. I got hit with the triple whammy this week, right? When we were talking about, uh, or we were meeting Monday, like we were just, we found out in a meeting that, oh, this game that I've been looking forward to ever since E3, uh, last year actually, mm-hmm. uh, ever since E3 last year, I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to this game. This is like the spiritual, what I thought, the spiritual successor to Heavenly Sword. This is Hellblade. This is, uh, you know, the same uh, company, Ninja Theory, and they make yeah. quality stuff. Uh, what has Ninja Theory made? They've made uh, uh, DMC. DMC, they did Enslaved Odyssey to the West. They've done, Which I as you played, yeah. Yeah, Heavenly Sword. Yeah, they've got a pretty good right. track record. Yeah, definitely. And so I was excited. So not, so then I found out, like, all in the space of, like, 10 seconds, I was like, oh, crap, this game is coming out on PC. I thought it was going to be PS4 exclusive. And I was like, oh, crap, this game's coming out tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, crap, this game is only $30. And then instantly I kind of panicked. I was like, wait, 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 wait hold on. Why is this game only $30? Most most um, AAA games are $60 when they launch, you know, and they go on sale in the future. But I was like, oh, uh, okay, maybe it's just a shorter experience, more focused. I come to find out through some research that this is basically an independent game, right, Colin? Like, they put up their own money to do this, and they just delegated, like, a small section of their total studio to make this game in-house with no publisher backing at all. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're they're kind of going with the marketing that it's an indie AAA game because it's got like the feel and the look of triple A. Triple I. Yeah. Have you guys heard that term? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, I've I played like uh, two and a half, three hours so far, and I remember I was telling Colin the other day that like I played an hour of it, and. It was one of those surreal experiences where I was like, I was in it. Like, I wanted to know more of what this game had, but mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. I need to put this controller down. I need mm-hmm. to stop. <laughs> I need to get up and do literally anything else right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's just so it it's so fucking it fucks with you. It's in engrossing. Your head. It's engrossing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What what makes this game so weird is that. Well, not weird, but it it's trying to kind of give you an idea of what psychosis is like. Like the people at Ninja Theory have talked with a lot of neuroscientists and, you know, psychologists and stuff. And they um, try to, you know, create a game where it make the player feel what it's like to have psychosis. And in the game's universe, they call it the darkness, but it's essentially the same idea. Okay. Uh, and they recommend that you play headphones with this game. And I wholeheartedly agree. If you buy this game play it with headphones it makes the experience that much better like jack did you play it with headphones or speakers not yet i've only played about the first hour to hour and a half so far and like you said like the very first so there's the game starts i'm not gonna spoil it but it starts with a credit like sequence and the very first credit is that listed is the mental health advisor 
right? That's mm-hmm. the first one you see. And so they did invest a lot of time in like making sure that uh, mental illness was accurately portrayed or as much as possible. You know, they want to make sure they weren't trying to um, draw parallels to it that may not exist. They wanted it to be to for you to really feel like you were going through something mentally uh, challenging. And it kind of stuck me early right like when she's so in the probably the first 10 minutes or so you start hearing all these whispers and all these voices like left and right and that's why it's real important to uh have the headphones on because it again with the spatial like way that the that the voices are working it can be startling and just adds to the experience into the ambience oh, yeah. the whole thing and so they started saying stuff to me, the voice in my head, and it didn't take me but maybe three, four minutes before I started like realizing how people can be like repeating what the voice is saying like out loud, like they're right, they're getting me. Oh gosh, like you know, like I just wanted to, <laughs> like the idea was getting drilled in my head, and I'm just like, I'm gonna start getting jittery, and I'm I was definitely very uncomfortable, but it was a fun kind of uncomfortable because yeah. it was interesting to see a game that was capable of making me feel that way. So it's it's definitely different. It definitely stands on its own. I think it's wholly, I mean, from what I've seen so far, again, I'm very early in a short game. Anyways, what is it, about four or five hours? I've heard up to six or seven. Okay. And so it is a shorter experience, you know, but again, that's why, that hence the $30 um, price tag, which I, I totally, so far what I've played, I would definitely say it's worth it. Um, I'm very interested to see where it goes. It's a kind of puzzle based, which was surprising. It's kind of like 50% puzzle, 50% combat. And the combat's not very deep, but, yeah. uh, but no, it's, uh, it looks phenomenal. I'll say that on a technical perspective, cause I'm playing it at 1440p resolution and, and it fully supports a 21 by nine, uh, aspect ratio. And man, when a game does that, it's, it makes me like, so I feel like it was worth it. The investment, right. That I made into it. Cause it's not cheap, but for the first time in a very long time, I was like, man, I'm taking a screenshot of this. Like it yeah. looked that good. I was like, the game has a photo mode and I'm like, I'm taking a picture of this. This looks fantastic. So I'm definitely going to keep playing it. Uh, it's short enough where I could see myself definitely finishing it. And I hope, I, I hope it uh, continues to, uh, to surprise me because I, I definitely want to, as soon as we get off the podcast here, I definitely want to pick up controller again and pick and play it. Yeah. Um, one thing I did kind of want to bring up with this game now, Jack, how, man, how do I ask? Are you aware of the, uh, what it can do to your save file? Yeah. It reminds me of uh, steel battalion. We were just talking about a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. If you don't hit eject, okay. you're going to, you're going to lose your save. But basically I think the way this mechanic works is there's like this black tar, like this, this mark on her arm the and darkness. every time the yeah. darkness and every time you die, it gets a little bit closer to her head. And if it reaches her head, it just basically deletes your save. It's pretty hardcore. Did you know yeah. about that Colin? Yeah. You got, I mean, I think you guys mentioned something about it the other day, but I didn't know that to what extent yeah, yeah that's crazy so at the beginning they just straight up tell you and this is a game by the way there's no hud you know there, there are like no context clues like i remember when i first started the game there was like i had to figure out what the run button was instead of it yeah, telling there's you, no you know, hud like, and there's no tutorial like how yeah. weird is it now to play a game no tutorial like you just expect it i i was surprised by it it's not a bother to me like i'm used to digging into a manual and learning controls before i pick up a game but it was just kind of surprising yeah uh so it's there's no hud there isn't even like a health bar you know to know how much damage you've taken or anything uh they wow. kind of they kind of do that thing you know like the edges of the screen turn a little bit red um and like senwa herself will like look more hurt and like you know struggle to swing her sword more and stuff like that um but there's no like raw you know you have 10 percent of your health left or something like that um yeah, there's there's like no HUD to speak of, and I think the game really benefits from that because it really just immerses you into it, and you really feel like yeah, 
I am Senwa. I am going to hell to save my boyfriend kind of a thing. You know, because that's like her ultimate quest. Um, Spoilers. I, it's it's part of like it's you learn right that there, the first five ten minutes I, yeah know. I'm, yeah um it's like saying that sonic collects rings as a spoiler um <laughs> no so yeah that permadeath perma save feature how did it make you feel jack when you first read that on the screen and it was like if you die too much your story ends it well it made sense when i looked at the difficulty settings in the menu and the difficulty mine was set to was auto so it seems to like kind of smartly pick up how good you are at the game and then making it harder or easier depending so it kind of made that made sense to me i was like oh well you know this game's gonna adapt to whether or not i'm doing well or whether or not i'm doing you know i'm doing poorly so i hope i would hope though that it'd be really really hard to die that many times in the game if they're gonna go to those lengths but it does add a very real sense of loss if you do get to that point you know yeah, and it'll probably I, drive um, you insane, which is probably their end goal here anyways. Yeah. Right, right. No, I was just going to ask. It's funny that you say that because I remember reading one of the reviews and one of them mentioning that there's a difficulty spike. And oh. that could be the reason why, because you set it to auto and it automatically adjusts to your like how well you're doing in the game. Right. The better so, you're doing, the harder it's going to get. And you have an option. You can toggle that off, too. You can just set it to easy mode or medium or hard. Or, and I, I like the idea of auto. You know, I'll yeah. I'll see where it goes. If it starts getting too hard, then you can always ratchet it down. I don't think there's any penalties for that or anything. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the thing. Though. This is kind of like newsy, I guess, because this kind of came up the day after it was released or kind of like later on, on toward like the end of the release day. But people started trying to, you know, like get their save deleted, you know, where they just keep dying over uh-huh. and over and over again. Uh-huh. Um, and so as far as I know, it's still kind of unconfirmed. But it seems a little bit bogus, as uh, in like what? they kind of told it to you, and then it's like kind of not real. I remember reading some reports that say like when you reach certain checkpoints, they kind of like reset your counter of like you oh, know, how many times you died down a little bit or something like yeah, something like that. Okay, so like ideally, like I think they were going for a way where it was supposed to be like really, really like you have to be bad, you have to be trying <laughs> to be bad. Okay to get your save deleted well i would hope um yeah but i'm honestly like a little bit miffed that that's already making the news because i think it takes away so much from the game because i remember when like that first hour when i learned that and then like my entire impression of the game was like this is a great game this is an atmospheric as hell game Mm -hmm. you know this is a game that really puts you in the boots of this struggling woman Who's just, you know, yeah, trying, and you know, and let me say, by. let me say not to interrupt you real quick, but like her acting so far is so believable, so good. Yes. It was really striking. And and I think just the graphical fidelity just lends to that, because I think that her character design, it is a little derivative, though. You have to say of Aloy in uh, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I that, that was my initial impression, was you know, but like I mean, Horizon. those characters yeah. were developed years ago. So it you just have to take it for what it is, which is a little bit of crazy coincidence. But still, I think that the 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 facial acting and the facial um, modeling animation is is absolutely like top of the game here. In this game, no pun intended. Yeah, no, there there are points where, like, I remember in the beginning, there, there was one part where Senwa is kind of, like, doing a monologue. And it's like she's talking to someone else, but they, like, turn the camera instead of... Because it's normally, like, a Resident Evil 4 kind of camera where, you know, it's, like, right behind right. her, kind of, like, over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But there's a point in that scene where they just kind of turn the camera so you're like looking at her so like she's talking to you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and it made me uncomfortable. It made me feel like I did something bad to for her. Sure, you know, like for sure. the, the way she looks at the camera and by extension, like into your soul. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I haven't felt that way about a character in a while. Dude, the part and this is way early on. Okay, so I don't really count this as a spoiler, but the part where the voices are talking and they're just going kind of crazy in her head, and then she looks at the camera. This might be the part you're talking about. She looks at the camera and then the voice goes, "She sees us." It, I yeah. totally panicked, dude. I was. It yeah. really was like a moment for me. I was like, "Oh, she knows we're here." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, it really broke that fourth wall in a very effective way. You know, so I think yeah. they're, they're. I think they're doing things here that no other game I've played in recent times is achieving. And like I said, I, I mean it when I say like I want to play this game more. I want to see what happens. I'm I'm invested in the story this early, and you know it's got a hook. It's hooks into me. The the puzzles are challenging. Like right now, I'm stuck on a puzzle uh, to get mm-hmm. to Valraven. And so I will, you know, I'll look forward to the challenge. It, it seems attainable, but it's it 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 will make you think. Yeah. Oh man, I I can't recommend this game enough. Honestly, it's it's got like part walking simulator to it. You know, like there are parts where For sure. I like I choose not to run and I just walk just to kind Whoa. of soak in that scenery and kind of like soak up the atmosphere. See, I've got full time run on. I turn toggle on, so I just hit the button um, once, and she's running all the time. Gotcha. But, know, but but the atmosphere is completely there yeah yeah i just i just want to soak up all of it because i think the voices are the strongest part of this game for sure like i man like there are parts when you're like in combat and there are other enemies like instead of like because you only focus on one enemy at a time there's not uh-huh. like you know right. big sweeping attacks or anything like that um and when another enemy is about to attack you one of the voices just whispers behind you oh, and stuff dude. like that and it's like oh, f- mm, oh. that's it's so good <laughs> colin what are your thoughts on this game I know it's out on um, PS4. I, I mean, I didn't know what to quite think about it. I like my initial impression of the game before all the reviews rolled out. But uh, based on all the reviews, man, it looks it looks like a really interesting game. And uh, especially you guys telling me all that, like hearing you guys talk about it, it, it's convincing me more and more to buy it, especially since it's a half price game. And I, yeah, it is available on PS4. Really disappointed that there's no physical release, but I feel like that would be something mm. like limited run jumps on or something like that. Would they do like a limited physical release? I didn't realize so, I don't it's know. not out on disc. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's not a physical release. It's only in the store, but uh, we'll see. What I appreciate about it is it's trying to do something unique, and I think so far, so far, succeeding. And I'm a sucker for kind of indie games that you know dare to do something different. So yeah, it's it sounds up my alley for sure. So yeah, like I think depending on how this game ends, I might still be talking about it at the end of the year. And even that, I think it deserves a brief mention just for what it's trying to do. We'll see. We'll man, we're, see. We're in a good. We're in a good year of games, man. That's oh, all there yeah. is to it. Mm-hmm. It's been a great three years, three four years, man. It's been an yeah. awesome run. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's move on to another game, though, Jack. Yes, you, yes, yes, yes. You're a yeah. little excited. Yes. What is yes. it? What's the day? What's what was yesterday? Tuesday. And what happened Tuesday? Um. Overwatch <laughs> came out. Me now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. No, yeah. Overwatch's Summer Games 2017. It's a reason to care about loot boxes now again. Kind of. <laughs> yes, I may or may I, not have spent some real world money on loot oh, boxes yesterday. D- already, it's the first, <laughs> it's the second day. I may have already attained two or three legendary skins. You have three weeks <laughs> to grind. Oh, it's so fun! It's so fun. It's fun spending money, isn't it? It it, it is fun. I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah, but fair. What, so what what happened? Uh, explain to the people here what happened uh, yesterday in Overwatch. What changed? 
um, they added a brand new game mode that's never ever been seen before called Lucio Ball. And by brand new, I mean it's the same thing from last year with small changes. <laughs> you just can't help but troll, can you? <laughs> no, I no. This is actually I don't care. I don't like it. <laughs> Lucio Ball's okay. It's fine. It's a fun little aside, like for but, three weeks out of the year. But counterpoint, Rocket League. Right. It's wholly like <laughs> derivative of Rocket League. Yeah. Like, why not just boot up Rocket League for, you know, the other 49 weeks of the year? Fair point. Fair point. But I'm I'm happy in a world where Lucio Ball exists rather than a world where it doesn't exist. Uh, I guess I was just hoping for something new, something a little more like a peek behind the curtain, because now this kind of establishes a precedent, right? Of like when Halloween comes. Oh, is it Junkenstein's Revenge 2? Oh, a million percent. You know? I mean, I fully expected that. That's how all Blizzard games work. I don't know. If you're paying uh, attention, I mean, yeah, World of I mean, Warcraft and, and Diablo, they all do those annual events. I don't know. I guess I was I just mean, hoping that the Overwatch team would kind of like do something. Change new. it up, change up the yeah. cadence. No, I, I see what you're saying. But I think to say that they nailed the new skins is an understatement. This is the best drop of skins like ever in Overwatch history. And they reduced the price of last year's skins and they brought out like six or seven new ones. And almost all of them are awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. the Biker Reaper is one of my favorite skins in the entire game. <laughs> it's I a pretty play, good one. It, it makes me want to play characters that I don't normally play. And I love how it changes also. I don't know if you know this, but um, Soldier 76 and McCree, they have two new skins uh, in this. Mm-hmm. And they're wearing, their characters are wearing flip-flops. And in the game, when you're, wear, when you're playing as them, it changes the sound of their steps. So you hear them oh, wearing, yeah, walk around in flip-flops. And that's an awesome touch. That's pretty cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. So I again, like, I need an excuse to play Overwatch. Right? I'm gonna be playing it. I'm gonna be uh, going for those disappointment boxes and hoping for the best. Um, but I'm having a great time, and the summer games are on, and I'll I'll be on there. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's a little much though to call them disappointment boxes now, right? Because they did add that patch where you don't get as many duplicates. They're trying, dude. I get very few now. I get yeah. very few. I might get Ooh, one. He's trying. I might get one duplicate for every three boxes. Seriously. Yeah. Like that's the rate. That's great and all. But I'm also like now I'm collecting all these voice lines. I don't care about. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's harder to get coins now, I guess, because you're yeah. not getting the duplicate. So trade off. But uh, it, I'm excited about it. Fair enough. I don't know. I'm just I'm just finding it very hard to get excited about the summer games. It just feels kind of. I don't know. Maybe maybe part of it is just that the Olympics really only happens every two years, mm-hmm. and and this is just like this is our summer game Olympics every year. Uh, it feels yeah, kind of weird. I get what you're saying. I do. Yeah. I do. It is less uh, you know impactful because it's less relevant in the real world. Yeah. I yeah. Understand it's that for sure. it's kind of manufactured hype at this point because I I just don't care. <laughs> do you like any of the skins out this year? Or do you like any of the emotes or any of the? Uh, preview what do you call those before the play of the game uh, the highlight intros yeah the highlight intros because i think pharaoh's is awesome have you seen that one with the basketball yeah where she dunks oh, i got that one too yesterday nice yeah i i mean it's it's been a year where blizzard has conditioned me to not give a shit about loot boxes and that's just bleeding out because now i just i don't care about anything in overwatch except for playing overwatch you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if someone comes to me and says like, hey, I got that dope new Ferris skin where she, you know, looks like Megatron. I'm like, I don't care, dude. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like like even so, even the flip flops thing, like because that's a really neat effect and that's a really neat mm-hmm. addition to the skin. And this is about as excited as I can get about <laughs> it. I'm just I don't care. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm I've, I'm weird, man. I think because I took off almost a full year out of Overwatch, like my love for it has been rekindled, like and burning brighter than ever now. So mm-hmm. it's catching me at a good time because I didn't do any of these other events like all year. I didn't really do much of Junkenstein's Revenge at all. I didn't do much of uh, what was the uh, defense. Uh, what was that uh, event? Uh, well, I can't remember. Junkenstein was the defense one. No, no, no. What was? I can't remember what it's called. But do, it's are like, you talking about the anniversary? event no it was oh i suck no it was the other one it was like there was another event i can't remember the name of it now but as soon as i open uh, overwatch i know i'll remember it okay a bunch of different skins came out different annual event anyways i didn't play any of those that's my whole point but like now this whole year is like i'm planning on playing them all and being much more involved in in the events and, and all the items that drop out so because it, last year there was a bunch of things came out that i wish i got and you had to wait to, for them to come back around because they're only available a certain number of weeks a year yeah you know? so now's the time and i'm buying like the symmetra like emotes and all that crazy and then um genji nihon skin the weeb mm-hmm. skin like i'm all about it yeah i don't know i mean it's just i can't reiterate how much i'm just like kind of mad about it to me this is just another week of overwatch and i, I know it's like special you know this is a whole new week of overwatch and it should feel like something more but i just think that there's something about it that's not getting me, not getting its claws in me in any way, shape, or form. That means that we should move on to news. Sure. Yeah, da, we can da, hit da, up the news. Da, the news. Oh, we're, the I song. thought we were going to make Colin do it again. Oh, okay, <laughs> Colin. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Colin. I know you've Welcome. been practicing for hours. Yeah. Yeah, I've been practicing forever. Welcome to the news. Do, 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 do. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Good. Good stuff. Can, so can we hey, get that? Colin. So oh. hey. Yeah, we're gonna get we get that on a get a, get that on a sh- soundbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of <laughs> press that button every now and then. Um, yeah, I hear that bacon sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna try and do a quick different thing with the news, where we're kind of like not gonna spend as much time on this stuff, and we're gonna, you know, treat it more like a newsy section of the podcast as it is. Yeah, we got uh, the music already, so we're basically CNN. Right. Exactly. Um, now we just need some lower thirds with parentheses on them. <sighs> No, uh, so industry terms, (laughs) industry terms, uh, first thing on the docket here. So player unknown battlegrounds, uh, is like the most played game on steam period parentheses, except for valve games. Right. It, but it did beat uh, counter-strike. Did it not in number of concurrent players? I, I think counter-strike it only beat it for like a shining moment, a brief shining moment. But it, oh, here, the, I gotta, but it has the record. Does it? Yeah, actually. So I have an I have an article pulled up, and so I can I can read a short bit of it for you guys. So uh, MCV, this is via MCVUK.com. Uh, player player unknowns battlegrounds has now reached four hundred and eighty one thousand two hundred ninety one users at its peak on Steam. Creator Brandon or Brendan Player Unknown Green announced on Twitter. Uh, this makes PUBG the most played game on Steam apart from Valve's own titles, Counter Strike, Global Offensive, and Dota 2. Okay. The latter is still far ahead, though, with 1,291,328 peak players, while CSGO is at number two with 850,485 peaks at its peak. So it's yeah. not even close. Yeah, so it's not close, but. Still I an think, achievement, not to diminish no. this achievement. No, I think no, it, yeah. it's it's not necessarily the record that it beat out CSGO. I remember right, it it beat it out for a small moment in like concurrent players currently on Steam right now playing the game. Not necessarily yeah, but the peak. other yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say the other games also have like 
four and five years on on PUBG. So right, right. and this game is not even done yet, right? Which is like mm-hmm. the main story, and it just came out this year, and it like skyrocketed to like over four million players, like even faster than Rocket League. I want to say, well, not four million. No, four million copies sold. I mean, sorry, not four oh, copies sold. Yeah, copies yeah. sold. My bad. Yeah, like that is incredibly fast, especially for a game that's technically not out yet. But then again, release dates and everything now in today in modern times, like it's all gray anyways. You know, yeah, games are constantly coming out. I mean, what's the difference between this and like a game coming out and then having a day one patch and then patching week and week and week out, you know what I mean? And saying right. it's done. Like what's the real difference here? There isn't any. Like yeah, honestly, like even after a player knowns quote officially comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if it still got pretty regular patches for a little of while. Course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of the thing of the industry. So, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy, though, that it's getting that much attention. You know, it's it's insane. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's an awesome game. I fully expected it. I kind of was the champion, right, of like, Robert, you got to play this game with me. Come on. You know, like I was the one that kind of got you onto it. And now I have 40 hours logged in. So Awesome. You have more than me then because I have like 30 hours logged (laughs) in. So, um, I mean, but yeah, I I definitely gain its footing. Go ahead. I'm oh. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, bud. Um, I was just going to say, didn't the game uh, originally find its footing on Twitch? Is that, isn't that how it got big? Kind of, yeah. Like, a lot of Twitch streamers are definitely, like, helping the game out, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's one of the most streamed games on that site, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't help now that you've got a lot of, sh- you know, stream snipers and that whole drama, but... Nonetheless, Ugh. Twitch is helping it out for sure. Just hey guys, pro tip: just don't be a dick when you're playing video games. Try that for once, you know. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm looking at you guys. But I'm talking to everybody in the world. <laughs> like, just don't be a dick when you're playing games. Just be cool. Let's have fun. But you don't understand, Jack. I'm hardwired to be mean to fellow man when I have uh, a controller in my hands. Yeah, uh, play five minutes of League of Legends and you'll see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but, I've played a year of League of Legends. I'm hatred embodied into a human soul. <laughs> made, mani- made manifest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's why I left that game, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I enter a lobby, the first thing I say isn't really like hello, but generally like one of three profanities. Just kind of, you know, in the general direction of other players. <laughs> <laughs> mid. No, fuck you. I have mid. <laughs> PUBG's community is very crazy, but they are trying to crack down on people that are, you know, really being toxic in the community. They're trying their best. Uh, They're going to make some mistakes along the way. Expect that, but Mm -hmm. you know, they're making the they're making the effort, and I think that they know they have a great thing here. And when it expands to console, that's going to open up a whole new uh, audience to the game. I think it's fantastic. I think PC is definitely the place to be, and they're just making continuous improvements and. I, I said this, I called this months ago, this game is going to be brought up during Game of the Year discussion. If it doesn't officially release this year, it's going to make certain, you know, uh, certain things a little a little sketchy, but it's certainly one of my most played games this year. Robert, obviously one of your most played games, and mm-hmm. I'm definitely good. I don't see myself stopping anytime soon, especially if they start. Can you imagine them adding other islands? It's, it's already cool enough they're adding just different times of day and different weather. Yeah. But if they add start adding other islands... You know, I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, the possibilities are kind of endless with this. This is going to be almost like a platform rather than just like there's I don't see a player unknowns two coming out. Right. They'll just add another map. I mean, the same way there isn't a League of Legends, too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like a platform now. So get in while it's cheap. Right. It's it's good already. Even though it's not done, it's good already. Obviously, four million copies sold. There's something going on here and it's pretty exciting. And I kind of brought this up yesterday casually when we're playing Overwatch, but Overwatch basically copped off of a Rocket League. So what's to stop them from creating a hundred player, hundred hero, you know, battle royale mode? I I could see it. I could totally see it. (laughs) 
God, now I'm kind of hating that idea. <laughs> you know what? If you guys remember that game on a PS3 called Mag, do you guys remember yes. that? This that is was... what that this is what that was like trying to be. It was like a massively what was it? Multiplayer. Massive action game. game massive a, action yeah, game. Action game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the manliest three words we can Mag. think of? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is but this is like making that you know that was what it was trying to do. It yeah, is something like this with a hundred players, hundred plus players, all in one match, and so it's proving that it can be done and it can be uh, successful. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Same here. Uh, yeah, I, def- uh, I need to jump into it, man, for sure. Yeah, when you build that new PC that you were going to finish building a month ago, two months ago, right, three months, months ago. ago, yeah, you know, yeah, just buy me a new motherboard. Colin, just somebody Colin? buy me a new motherboard, and it'll be there. Colin, okay, do me a favor, okay, put, take your hand, okay, you got your hand up. Just <laughs> raise your hand. I solemnly swear. No, 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 no. Now put it down oh. here, okay. So by your okay. hip. You feel that? Yeah, that's a kidney. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> that. <laughs> you only need one. You only Go need hey, one no, no, of no, these, listen. man. Listen, thir- you know, testicles sell for thirty thousand oh, dollars in the black market. How uh-huh. do you know that? Why do you know that? What is wrong with you? Who are you, man? Hey, man. People need testicles, I guess. This is like they make testicle implants for when you know when you what? when necessary. They make like fake ones. They don't. You don't need a real human. Te- what is wrong with you? <laughs> so, in other news, um, in, in uh in the new the new sequel to Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, uh, they're throwing Shadow in micro. Mordor. Yeah, I was about. I almost said that. Shadow man. of Wardor. <laughs> um, in Shadow of War, they now have microtransactions in a single-player campaign game where you can buy all kinds of things to bolster your character. For example, you can buy new like weapons. You can no. buy uh, like new generals, like for your army that you can raise, or you yeah, can buy chests. Yeah, or you can buy XP boosts, or you can buy another Boo. testicle. Boo. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> You might get a legendary testicle. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can use in-game funds for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. No. So it's just where it's have we a gone? Bit... Where have we gone, gentlemen? <laughs> Off the deep end. That's where. <laughs> but yeah, there's been a bit of backlash about this, just because you know it's it's a single-player game. Like, come on, do we need to? It's you know, real. Like, do we need it's to... a real sketch, especially because it it should be noted that this game is much heavy, heavier on loot than the last game was and it's much more dependent on that rng right but you can circumvent all that for the low low price of 5.99 you can boost up and you can basically pay to not play the game and it's it's just such a uh such a sketchy sketchy place to go to and like you said especially in a single single player game where like getting this stuff is the game essentially Right, it's um they haven't released a like a pricing model yet, so no one knows how much it'll be for a chest or whatever. But I just can't help but worry that you know, like the whole point of monetizing after you release a game is that you want people to buy it, right? And that works very well on like free games, like mobile market games, you know, like on your phone, like you play Candy Crush for free. But then, like, you know, oh, no, I ran out of lives, but I could spend a dollar and get a new life and play again, right? Like, you'll eventually hit that wall that'll make the user eventually give in and give you their money. Or watch this ad for, you know, an extra speed boost or something like that. Right. But here's the thing, Right. But Shadow of War, you already have that $60 entrance fee. You know, like, you can't even play the game unless you fork over 60 bucks to Warner Bros. Little Pockets. 
And then on top of that, like, I'm worried they might implement a system where it's like, yeah, no, you could totally earn those generals on your own, but like, you can only get the super mega awesome general with like 2000 HP and, you know, he can win the game for you, but only if you pay $9.99 per loot box. And who knows if you'll be in that one. That's in real that box. bad. So, real bad. Here, here, the, here's what I'm worried about. So, like, I, I, I get the idea of, like, because the, what the developers have been saying, like, okay, so it's a thing we're putting in the game. It's not going to, you can, of course, opt out or just choose not to get them. You can earn all of this stuff for free. It's just going to take longer. So, what they're saying is, like, you know, you can buy the stuff and you can make the game go faster because you'll be more powerful. Thus, you'll be able to get through battles faster, defeat enemies quicker, whatever. Um, and so, like, what, what that worries me is, like, are we going in this direction where games are deliberately adding padding to their game in order to like you know what i mean artificial length i guess like to make the game longer that way it makes the player want to buy into such things to get through something that's arbitrary in the game they've been doing this for years yeah and i guess time will only tell but like they're gonna have to balance this game to account for people being able to buy loot like if they make it where everything you get playing you know just normally is just crap and the only way to get any blue or purple or orange items is to spend money that's a huge huge issue you know they're gonna have to balance it so you're getting a good drip feed no matter whether you're playing it for free or or not for free but you're playing playing it for sixty dollars you're playing it for 160 dollars like it's gonna they're gonna have to balance the experience and so I mean, I understand their motivations like, you know, game development is expensive, but I just think this is like an example, a great example looking ahead of a bad way to implement this kind of thing. Just much like in Diablo, which is going to be a comparable game to this because it's a loot fest and and Borderlands, uh, much like how uh, Diablo 3 had to rethink their real money uh, auction house, if you remember. Right. You know, I remember how hype I was when I got like 8,000, 800,000 gold or something like that for like some brown ring or something, some set piece, whatever. And I was like flipping out. I was like jumped out of my chair, like like pumping my fist, like oh man, eight hundred k is so much money. Now you know it's obviously not really anything in that yeah. game, but but yeah, it's uh it's gonna be uh, interesting to see. It does definitely make me think a little bit less of the game and and what's gonna be happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing too. It's like. I mean, me personally, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, right? So like seeing uh, and like an IP like this, right? just get treated kind of like that kind of i don't know hurts in a way it's it almost kind of offends me in a little like sort of small sort of way but like at the same time it's it's one of those things where like wb games has been going in this direction where they've been publishing games and like releasing several different editions of them like gold editions legendary editions whatever all these pre-order bonus type stuff not to mention there's like a two three hundred dollar collector's edition for shadow of war like just all this ridiculous stuff they're they're pulling like what ea was pulling years ago and it's just it's annoying and what you know what i mean is still pulling now well yeah that too yeah Yeah. exactly they're doing the whole gold edition legendary edition bullshit i Mm -hmm. feel like there's a right way to do it there's a wrong way to do it you know um it's it's just a, a sad precedent but sadly it's a part of the reality i mean i remember just not that long ago five years ago whatever you had to pay uh, $10. We talked about this before. We had to pay $10 for multiplayer or you had to use the code, right? Like uh, that came right, in the box. Right, if you didn't to... buy the game new. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's just right. like another way they're kind of going for that money grab. Yeah, and it's just such a shame too because I remember Shadow of Mordor when that first came out. It was uh, one of the first games at that time that was really big about like we're not sending out any review copies. 
and uh, we'll only like they did a weird thing where it's like we'll only send review copies to YouTubers who like will pair up with us, you know. So it was like a very sketchy launch from the start, but then it earned so much goodwill after that because it was actually like a good game, you know. Like I'm not a Lord it's- of the Rings fan, but I was a fan of it. Yeah, it's an okay game in my opinion, but like, I mean, th- that game had like a rocky history, man. Like there was that with the whole YouTuber thing, and then there was the whole conviction with them getting convicted of using Assassin's Creed Two programming. Mm, right? Code. Yeah. Did that actually so, go through in court? Actually, did they were they found like liable? They, I don't think so. Like it, it didn't actually, they didn't actually come out like guilty or anything. But it's like, it's so damn close, and you can look tell by just looking at the game that it, yeah. It, like it looks like you're playing Assassin's Creed and you're doing climbing and all those animations. They had they had like artists that worked on Assassin's Creed look at it and you can recognize you know and when you are intimately involved in a project you can kind of recognize your own code by sight right. It's not yeah, that hard right. you know when you're in the industry and so that's kind of what happened. I remember it was not passing the eye test. You know I just didn't know if maybe they were found liable by a judge to have to mm-hmm. pay them damages. Yeah, as far as I know they they somehow got off like not guilty. Okay. Yeah, but nonetheless okay. like the game is looked at as a generally good game i think in you know the games right, press is. and in the media and like in general fans so it's just such a shame that they're not trying to like capitalize on that goodwill and just be like hey we're gonna release a game you know and we're not gonna do some bullshit with it we're just gonna here it is here's your sequel here's your nemesis system 2.0 you know because that was the saving grace of the game and it just looks like they're undercutting it with some super hard microtransactions it's just garbage right but anyway moving on uh destiny 2 is coming out on pc pretty soon which is actually kind of a first because destiny used to only be console exclusive uh and the pc beta is coming up at the end of august august 29th i believe 28 if you pre-order but they're (laughs) do yeah i know but they're doing a thing where they're trying to restrict cheaters you know which that's good you know it's always it's always bad whenever someone cheats in a multiplayer game but the system that they're using to prevent cheaters from cheating is also preventing like streamers from streaming or like if you're playing in a party, like there's no discord or uh, like, you know, any voice chat, like uh, overlays on the game. They're not allowing any of that. So if you wanted to stream or record the game using like OBS or XSplit, you have to play the game in windowed mode, which hurts performance considerably, usually. Um, and it's just like it just feels like Bungie doesn't know that they're putting a game on PC. Right. That's exactly what I was <laughs> yep. going to say. It's like exactly. they yeah. don't have much experience in this realm and they don't really realize like what's important to PC gamers, you know. I hope that they, you know, it's just, I don't know what is the official word, but I hope they are going to be supporting like unlocked frame rates and, you know, uh, variable uh, resolutions to choose from, but mm-hmm. you know, with this kind of over oversight here. I mean, how do you get by not using Discord? I use Discord every single day. Well, you can use Discord, but like in some games, you know, there's like an overlay where it'll like show you a pop up saying who's talking and stuff oh, like that. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. You you can't do that in um, Destiny Two. Gotcha. Supposedly, yeah. So hmm. it, I don't know. It's a very minor thing, but it just it kind of doesn't bode well to me about like the future of Destiny Two on PC. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it just it just seems like this is the first tale or or telltelling si- tale telling sign, right? Of um a not good port of a game, you know, where it's definitely more mm-hmm. like console centric mm-hmm. PCs and afterthought. Yeah. I, well, I mean, a dude, it seems like the consoles is where they make the money. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, where they make the money right now, 
But you yeah, know, if they're if they're gonna if they're gonna again not really uh, put the game out there with features that PC gamers want, then they're never gonna gain the PC. You know, but I will say that oh, the yeah. fact that this is coming to PC is the only reason at all that I'm even interested in it at all. Because Destiny Same. One, I understand. Listen, guys, I'm not trying to get you know all up in you in your uh, in your uh, bad spots. That sounds really dirty, but uh huh. No, go <laughs> on. Do go to, on. I'm oh, really? To, oh, really, Jack? I'm not trying to like ruin anybody's parade here, okay? But Destiny was terrible. I hate the first game, and I understand it got better. I understand like through various patches and various add-ons that, that it became a good game at the end there, but it didn't it didn't get me in that first uh I don't know, probably twenty hours I spent with it. Like I, I yeah, I know. I was sitting here like, What's wrong with me? It's one of those games that asked me what's wrong with me. I was like, Why am I not liking this? Why why is everyone loving this? Why is this the biggest game in the world and I'm just not feeling it? You know, but uh it's it's I'm excited now because it's on PC and, and because I'm hoping again for it to be catered for the pc and not i don't want to feel like i'm playing a console port which is what i'm very scared of right now same here right yeah. and i i mean when i said like consoles are where the money at money's at it what i mean by that is i think they're still pushing it as like oh the best way to play destiny or the optimized way to play P- you know destiny 2 is going to be ps4 you know what i mean they're going to be pushing it on the ps4 platform like they were the with the last game i know they're already because making... they have that oh go ahead Oh, I was going to say they have that like kind of advertising deal and pushing it on the PS4 kind of thing. I know they're already making that all white PS4 Pro like bundle. Did you guys see that? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I feel about white consoles, you know, overall, but I'm not going to lie. It had me thinking like, huh, maybe it's time to upgrade. Yeah. I don't know. Just like getting back to the the point of like not being able to use third party apps I, to me it's just like shooting themselves in the foot not just because they don't know they're catering to a pc crowd but then when it comes to like marketing a pc game like we were just talking about this 10 minutes ago player unknown battleground would not be as big without twitch you have to have you it know? it's almost and, crucial now yeah so like right. streamers are like half of your marketers you know like sure you can spend millions on advertising and you know get commercials and stuff out there but if you don't have streamers helping you out for a game that lives and dies by like how many people are playing it and like you know hey get on for this raid that we're about to do and stuff it's just silly to me you I know mean, look at persona 5 though they wouldn't let you stream that game either do you know about True, remember that but, yeah but it's not like i'm you not know, defending it i'm just pointing it out no, yeah, but I think the difference there is that, like, I'm not still booting up Persona 5 because Atlas is saying, hey, there's going to be a big raid this week and you can get some dank loot and, you know, get your characters up to level 99. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to do that, I just do it. I just play the game. Whereas with Destiny, you know, it kind of lives and dies by the community, you know? Is this like, just for the beta or is this confirmed, like, going to carry over to the final release? It hasn't been confirmed for the final release, but it hasn't been denied either. Hmm. So we'll see. They need to get out in front of that. They do. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, the 2024 Olympics are going to be in Paris, Paris, France. And uh, Tony, es- uh, I'm bad at French names. Estanguet. Estanguet. Tony, Just, the only the, way, yeah, the tiger. The only, the way to say French <laughs> words is that you just basically begin the word and then the end of it. Just don't say. Estang. That's uh, probably it. You just don't t- say the end. Pontier. That's how you speak French. Yeah. So Tony, the co-president of the uh, man, that's weird to say. The co-president of the Paris Olympic Committee. Um, you know, he's one of the dudes that's like 
helping plan this whole shebang in uh, seven years. Uh, he says he plans to actually hold talks with like esports officials um, and with the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, you know, yes. people who decide you know, where the Olympics happen every two, four years. Um, he wants to talk to them and be like, hey, guys, what if we had esports at the Olympics? Huh? How about that? Um, of course, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's confirmed. You know, there's like there's no confirmation that we're going to see like the Dota championships or anything about League of Legends or something uh, in Paris in seven years. But I think it's pretty cool that these people have enough of like a sense to even consider it, you know, because no, there was a yeah. There, yeah, there was a time where it'd be like, what Starcraft at a sporting event? You want ESPN to show well, Starcraft? Well, like, I don't think it's gonna be Starcraft at the Paris well, 2024 no, games. No, but, but I, I'm just trying to think of like you know back when esports was emerging, like Starcraft was the big one, right? But or one of the big ones. Right. But you know, whenever there was talk of like, hey, want to put this on ESPN? You know, she's like, what are you talking about? That's not a sport. It's like, who'd watch that crap, man? I don't know. Yeah, we've but come now, a, we've come far away. You watch people play video games? What? Yeah, but now like the Olympics. You know, like that's big. That's kind of huge. Now you can be a super broke athlete that people only care about your sport <laughs> once every four years. Now <laughs> look how far yeah. we've come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just making light of it, obviously. But yeah. I mean, I remember a time where I was being told as a youngster, little bobblehead uh, Jack, that excuse uh, me. Yeah, I had a big head. I still have a big head. But oh, okay. <laughs> same. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, they were telling me, hey, you better study. You better study. You got to get good grades because you need to get a scholarship in college. But it, I can imagine now, I mean, there's probably parents all around the country like, hey, get back on that League of Legends. You need a scholarship mm-hmm. to get into college. You better get good at that game. You're, oh, you're, my God. you're uh, throwing it, man. Rashawn's kicking your butt. <laughs> like, I don't know the terms. But <laughs> <laughs> can, can you run that just, one by me again? Hold Roshan on. is all I know. <laughs> Uh huh. I just want to. I just want to see dads or like soccer moms walk into their kids' room all dressed in like the shitty Adidas sweatsuits or something like that. <laughs> yeah, with like a whistle. Too. Come on, kid. Yeah. All tartar. All tartar. Oh, you're stupid. so stupid. Everyone knows melee is top lane. Ah! Smacking him on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of jungle job is that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't raise you to be a crap jungler. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but no. But to go back to that, like it's it's exciting. It, it, what I'm interested in is like what this eight years down the road or seven years down the road. Like, mm-hmm. what game would it be? Because I think they did have Olympic chess before. Um, so, what game yeah. would this be at that time? You know, it, it's good. Oh, I know, guys. It's Half Life Three. <laughs> nice. That's why that it's taking out. so long. Yeah, they're yeah, just they're going to make it. It's just going to be a MOBA. There's an Olympic mode in Half Life, guys. It's the it's the it's the sequel. It's the new thing. It's the new hotness. It's all in VR. Don't yeah. worry, guys. Guys, anytime someone says Half Life Three, it just gets pushed back to another three years. <laughs> what, was, so, what was that about Half Life Three, Colin? What an angel loses its wings every time. <laughs> now, I I don't know. I'm of two minds of it. Like one, I think it's really cool that like you know one of the biggest forefronts of like athletic competition. Because, like, the Olympics are it. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, like, I, I'm with you. Listen, I'm with you until you start saying it's athletic. Like, well, fair. But it's it's this global, like, it's not just, like, the NBA finals or the, the, the NFL football boy finals. This is, like, a global thing. Like, you know, people from sure. around the world get together. For you know, it's, sure. like, a huge worldly event. And they're talking about putting esports in it. You know, like, I think that's yeah. that's definitely it's got magnitude and weight to it to say that. But at the same time, I'm also thinking like 
yo, the prize pool for the Dota 2 championships, like $24 million. Right. Do you need to go to the Olympics if you can make that kind of money already? Right. You know, exactly. like esports already has this working, very great, you know, like, um, stre- like structure where you can watch like the every year the League of Legends finals go on and those are huge. Pretty sure this week the international is going on actually. Yeah, for Dota. Yeah. Um, so wait, okay, on a side note, just real quick, speaking of Dota, did you guys see the video that was going around on Twitter? Uh, they, I think it was like the Dota finals or whatever, but they announced the new Dota card game. Mm. They, Gwent and, for and Dota? It was basically, it was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was just like, it's like a 17 second video and you just hear a collective boo and awe. <laughs> no, not, I think my, f- go ahead. I was going to say not the uh, reaction I'm sure they were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. That's I don't funny. know what like I don't know if they were expecting something else, but I, I think there was supposed to be like a huge announcement, and that's what it turned out to be. So that's everyone's like, no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no, my actually my favorite thing about that Dota card game being announced is that um, I don't know if you guys follow this. This is a quick little side bit, but I guess we can talk about it since it's news technically. Uh, Gearbox Software. Remember the Borderlands people, and then the Battleborn people who yeah, released yeah. Battleborn oh, like, around. Me, I oh, I know what you're talking. I know yeah. what you're talking about. They're Same actually time not that as far Overwatch. Away. Yeah, they're not that far away. They're up in Dallas there. Yeah, so get this. They announced a couple days ago that they're working on this like first-person shooter card game hybrid game oh, that's going to be really gosh. cool. And then Dota's like, hey, guys, all the <laughs> millions of people who play oh. Dota are making a card game. Oh, wow. It's just oh, Gearbox is so sad. We need to do like <laughs> an expose on just Gearbox over the last 10 years, how far they've fallen and I just Borderlands. I don't, yeah, because they have such a strong card in their hands. Just work on Borderlands 3. Oh, my gosh. And make it good. You know they are. And. Well, yeah, but here's it's been years. It's been almost a decade, dude. It's well, it's listen, it's the curse of Duke Nukem coming back to reap <laughs> like that's what it is. They should have never touched that property. That was like, oh, we should really yeah. do like a, a piece on Gearbox because their story is fascinating to me. It's it, so it's, it's so it's so paved. Like, what do they say? The road to hell is paved in good intentions. That's kind of like where Gearbox is. They have all the best intentions in the world, but best intentions yeah. don't get you shit unless you come up with, you know, good results at the end so yeah i mean just oh. like this fucking card game debacle has them singing it's just it's just so unfortunate oh. man it really, really is i'm a fan of yours I'm, I'm, i don't mean to crap all over your company but dang it yeah it's man. rough a uh, news piece that uh that we forgot to mention actually speaking because you're, you're saying talking about gearbox reminded me of it but lawbreakers was released oh yeah what, two days oh, ago that and the player base player base is smaller than when Battleborn was released. Yep. <gasps> yeah, oh. that's a real thing. Is it like yep. less than 2,500? It's less than 10,000. Okay. It's like, uh, depends on what source you look at. I know GitHype puts it down to like three, 4,000. Steam Spy puts uh. it at six to 7,000, I think. And again, this is the most popular it's ever going to be is this week. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, and Cliffy B is pushing it so hard on Twitter. Is like, he? he? He has to know. Yeah, he's pushing it so hard on Twitter, oh. but you have he has to know that it's just it's just flu- it's just nothing. It's just oh, too didn't hard. Even make a splash. It's painful. Wait, can we take bets right now? Um, oh no, I give it six months until it's free to play. Oh, until it goes <laughs> free to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean they I just mean, didn't market it much. Mm. It, they just didn't they there was next to no marketing they were just it seems like they were almost going off of cliffy b's name to sell it 
Yeah, it's just, well, does. that's what it's his seems independent like game, right? Like, I bet they didn't have any budget yeah. really for marketing. Mm-hmm. They were hoping the beta. No, would it was a, it was a way smaller budget than Battleborn was for sure. Dude, no yeah. one is talking about Lawbreakers. No one. It's crickets. Yeah, even, like, here's the thing. Even I didn't bring up Lawbreakers. Dude, I'm the only one on this podcast that was kind of like it was all right. This is yeah, and you just thought it was all right. <laughs> and like this is probably the world exclusive infill in Lawbreakers right now. Our podcast, <laughs> probably the only one <laughs> talking about it on the internet. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, man. I just no I don't. Intention. It's it's just a tough game to sell. I think in in today's industry, because you already have like if we're just talking the first person competitive shooter market, you have Overwatch for the people who are in it for like not just straight up shooter. And then you have CS:GO for the people who are in it for straight up shooter. You know, mm. I don't think there's that much of a market left for like. But what if there was no gravity and you could shoot behind your back? Uh, I just don't. I don't know. It's it's a eh, tough sell. Eh? No, no. <laughs> guys, just think about this, man. Do you guys know the 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 myth, or at least I should bring this up a little bit. You, you know Quentin Tarantino, right? Everyone knows him. Mm. Do you mm-hmm. know what he has said? It's not really a myth, but it's more a theory. He said that he's going to retire after his tenth film, and the reason behind that is because most directors, if you look through history, film history, uh, after ten films everything they put out is basically crap and they don't know it and they don't know how to stop the bleeding and they stick around Mm. longer than they should than they were asked to and when they leave the industry people were never really asking them to stay anyways and this is lawbreakers is just like it's echoing itself from the film industry to the game industry because guys look at it too like david jaffe Okay, Cliffy B. These are some of the biggest names in gaming about 10 years ago or so. And do you guys even know the name of David Jaffe's new game that just came out? Excuse me, that happened? Exactly, yeah. Drawn to Death on PS4. That stupid like oh, comic book or, or yeah. temperate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually one of the worst games ever, too. It's like secretly, <laughs> or not even, not so secretly. It's really awful in all aspects. You just... I don't know. You just you you reduce yourself to Brock Lesnar levels of intelligence when you play that game. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, and, uh-huh. and then look at this Lawbreakers as well. But like I said, guys, these guys were absolutely at the top of the game, premier at a time where video game developers were just starting to kind of get some public uh, recognition, right? And now look what they're reduced to. They're sticking around too long. They're making games that nobody asked for. Nobody's playing. They're just embarrassing releases, and it's kind of sad to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, a part of me did want Lawbreakers to succeed, but it's not going to happen, I don't think. It's 10 years too late for that game. Yeah. and Yeah, it's too little too late at this point, man. Speaking of things that won't succeed, uh, our last oh. bit of news today. Ooh, yeah, spicy, huh? Um, so Disney and Netflix are in talks, and apparently Disney is going to release their own streaming platform by what 2019. They're divorcing, and they're gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're going to take all of the Disney kids that are on Netflix and. They're going to take custody of them. Spoilers: <laughs> I I don't think it's going to succeed very well. Man, uh, time will tell, but I think it, it did you guys see the thing that I mainly took away from this is the stock price of Netflix just totally sunk down like 2-3% within like 15 minutes. Did you guys see that when they yeah. released this news? Like yeah. wow. No, I didn't see that, but that's yeah, yeah, I don't doubt that though. No, absolutely. And so 
I think it is a smart move, actually, from Disney to do this. I might be in contrast to your guys' opinions, but I think that Disney is one of the few companies that can do this. And not only is their streaming service going to have Disney, it's going to have Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer. It's going to have oh, uh, ESPN. Yeah, it's going to have ESPN. It's going to have all of the Disney properties. Wow. And does Disney not own Marvel? They do. Own yes, Marvel. they do. What and if? Star Wars? What? Yes, and Star Wars. What if, guys? Well, what so then if? here's my question. Netflix what about, is boned. No, what if a, what about the Netflix produced Marvel things like like Daredevil, The Defenders, Iron Fist? Do those just Luke get Cage? Yeah, do those just get kind of taken away from Netflix? And every time Netflix's <laughs> name is on there, there's just like a really fat like Disney logo on top of it now. Like maybe, is that what happens? Yeah, yeah. maybe Netflix, that, that was my worry. Maybe Netflix just gets to keep those and just becomes the new CW of the internet. <laughs> Maybe it's relegated yeah. to that <laughs> kind of like oh, Fox with X-Men. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's going to yeah. be ugly. But I think, like I said, I think this is a now listen, I don't like this because it's it's not a great uh, it's not great news for consumers because a great it, yeah. experience for us is to just go to one place, log in one time and see everything we want to see. Not have to worry about different passwords, different uh, billing, you know, that whole thing, different logins, all that crap, different apps on our phone to just see things that we can see all now in, under Netflix. So it's not so ultimately consumers are losing in this deal. Um, right. And that's part of the reason why I don't think it's going to succeed because it is a strong pull, right? Like all of Disney's properties being on one service like, you know, Disney Go or some shit. I don't know what they're going to call it. Sure. Um, but it's just so not consumer friendly. It's so anti-consumer, I'd almost want to say, because I already only pay for Netflix and Crunchyroll. But that's also be- like they're two very different sides of the coin, you know, uh-huh. like Net- Netflix is trying to have anime on there. But, you know, it's we're years, if not decades away from Netflix being the sole like I can get what I want from Netflix and from Crunchyroll from Netflix. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm okay Especially with, spend- with Funimation. Right. Yeah. I'm okay with spending that money. But for most people nowadays, if they don't have cable, or even if they do have cable, they're probably spending money on Netflix and Hulu. Right? Like, Because right. those are kind of the biggest, you know, like streaming, like catch all, you know, like you'll be able to watch whatever you want with those two. And then throw in Disney. So now that's like, if you're lucky, another $10 a month. So you're paying now $30 a month for three different streaming soft, like st- three different streaming services that have different things on their roster, right? And it, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but doesn't ESPN already do kind of their own like streaming on the they go? Ha- kind yeah, of they stuff? have their own app to where you can see stuff. Yeah, you have to log in with your cable credentials though. To right. see, so you have to have cable. Okay. Okay. So that's. I think, That's, though, it's a tangled web now, but I think YouTube actually has whatever their new streaming uh, solution is. I think that covers ESPN, too. And also, uh, what's it called? Sling. It's all over the place, mm. man. It's a very tangled web. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, in a couple of years, you're, I mean, you're going to be asking people to, like, I mean, I, I guarantee it's not going to be, like, everybody that does this. But if you want to get all the shows that you, like, there is and movies, like, at the at your fingertips, man, I mean, that means you're going to have to have hulu netflix disney streaming or whatever the hell it's going to be called and crunchyroll like if you want you know and anything amazon you want. prime if you're really, amazon prime if you really yeah. want everything yeah yeah, yeah I, so yeah that's it's like what 50 bucks a month right there it's just like cable it's pretty prices, much cable basically. yeah it's cable it's pretty yeah, yeah it's exactly cable and then hbo is like 20 bucks a month isn't it or 15 uh, yeah um oh yeah hbo go too i forgot yeah, about that one, one. So it's more get, like 60 you, bucks a month. You mean game of thrones go right one way right, exactly one way I can think of this being kind of cool, right? I'm trying to look for the silver lining, right? But one way I'm seeing this could be potentially cool for Disney nuts specifically 
is what if they're just like, here's Disney streaming app. By the way, every single Disney film ever made in history is available for you and will never go away. Like just on demand. I mean, if for yeah, I mean history. if they're Disney, yeah, that'd be if cool. If it's Disney, they they have no reason why they couldn't do that, and they're gonna have yeah. to have some. Like this is the only company out of all these that I exactly. think they actually could pull this off because of how much shit they have. Exactly, but it's just how they go about it. They can't pull some shit where they have like just you know random ass like it can't be like when Netflix started out, right? You guys remember when Netflix started streaming and how shitty the movie selection oh, yeah, was? I remember. Yeah. It's like you can't start out like that. You can't have the bottom of the barrel type shit on there. You got to have, you know, your animated movies, your Pixar movies, your maybe even your old Disney Channel movies. That's what Some I'm people saying. Yeah, Disney for those. Channel. Yeah. yeah Disney yeah. XD, like all that old every. What if it was just like everything Disney's owned ever made comprehensive Dude, and you don't I, have to worry I about it I might have going. to subscribe. That's the then only I way. I might have to subscribe. Yeah, that's the only because, way it could be cool. Like they have to incorporate. Yeah. They have to go through all their legacy properties and just have them available. Like that's the thing I hate about Netflix is there's always like BuzzFeed or whatever releasing the coolest things on Netflix this month. Or the uh, one thing I really hate is like, oh, the top 100 things you need to watch on Netflix before fucking Tuesday because they're going to be gone. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Like, you know, like I hate I hate yeah. having to adhere to those kind of schedules and those licensing agreements and all that. Yep. So if if Disney comes out with something like they're just here now, you know, I think that would be something worth investigating. And if that's really what comes of this, then it, it might be a worthwhile venture. I mean, it's like something in my pipe dream. I know you guys are both thinking about it too, but like Nintendo needs to get up on this too. Like, by the way, you know, uh, five, ten dollars a month, whatever it is. Here's just every Nintendo game that's ever been made. Here it is. Virtual you just console. Yeah, you just have it. You you you've got Nintendo. It's no longer an issue anymore. You just pay us this you know fee, uh, auto you know auto deducted from your account, and you just have access to every Nintendo game. Boom, all done. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's not that easy, cut and dry, but that that's the ultimate, right? That's the end game. That's what everybody wants. See, so you said that you kind of see like that as a silver lining. Like it'd be cool if Disney, like, put everything ever. Disneyfied that you know that wasn't racist from the forties, um, <laughs> yeah, right, song, right. Of the, song of the South or whatever it is, right? As a, like everything that was good PC fun Disney was on there, like that'd be cool. But for me, I'm thinking like that's minimum, like that's a requirement to me. Like I hope so. To even con- to even consider like oh you want me to buy into Disney Disney Go Disney uh, Disney Flix, like. I I don't see myself wanting to buy into this that much because I know Disney owns a lot of uh, a lot of properties, right? Like you know, this isn't just like the new Disney movies. Like you're not just gonna wait for Moana to Moana two to come out and then Mm -hmm. you can see it there. This is like you know the future Star Wars movies could be on here. All the Marvel, the MCU movies potentially. You know, those are all on contracts. They're not. You know, they're not going to be on Netflix in perpetuity. Like they're gonna be right. pulled off eventually and the, what a hit to netflix this is a big hit to them i mean they're gonna have a huge hole that just cannot be filled after this really takes place this is gonna be i'm not gonna say it's the downfall of netflix far from it but it's just you know definitely taking away from their value yeah yeah for sure and i dude i would hate i would hate to be the higher ups in netflix in this time you know what I mean? Like having to deal with that shit and like get, worrying, even when they weren't dealing with this shit, like de- going through all the stuff with like licensing and all that, it sounds like a nightmare. Like, do you guys remember a long it, time ago when they were talking about splitting up the, uh, the Netflix into two different businesses? They even had a name for it, but one was going to handle like the mail in disc portion of the business. The other one was going to handle streaming. And then uh, the com- and then vaguely. the community like backlash to it and they went back on it after their CEO and president like 
went online and like announced it. He like backpedaled. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, but doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So I don't know. I we'll see what happens. Obviously, I don't want this to happen, but if it ends up like in in something that that Robert you're saying is just bare minimum, you know, uh, effort, then if and you have everything that Disney's ever made, then it could be cool. Question mark. Yeah. I I mean they oh. I think they need to understand like pricing though. You know, they. I think they need to make mm-hmm. it very affordable because, like, we have a year and a half before this starts to happen. Yeah. You know, and by then, I'm, I mean Netflix is going to pull something out of their ass in the next year and a half to make it so you know they they have as little people as possible canceling their Netflix subscription in place of the Disney Flix subscription. Dude, you know Netflix, what I mean? Yeah, but Netflix is swimming in debt too. This is like kicking them when they're down. They just posted twenty billion dollar debt. Billion. With a what? B, yeah, and and now this is just kicking them when they're down. So it's not a great time Damn. to be a, Net, a, a Netflix a stockholder right now. But we'll see. They Jeez. they they have uh, the challenges placed before them, and to announce this this far ahead too. Like I understand you have to get out in front of this as well. You have to be like, hey, you know, we're leaving. This is when. This is when you can expect a new streaming service. And I think Disney has to be. Very aggressive, like you said. I agree with you on pricing. Like they have to make it cheaper than they. They're gonna have to make it cheaper than you would expect it to be to get people to make that jump, and then eventually raise prices. I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, because you know, I mean, Disney is not one to like. They know they they can charge a premium for their products because they have a monopoly, like monopoly over you know their properties. You know, it's just what it is. Um, Speaking of which, I or speaking of their properties. On a side note, did you guys know that IGN teamed up with Disney? And they have a TV show in Disney XD now called oh. the IGN show. Yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. It it just happened like a month or two ago. It just started. Wow. Yeah. yeah and I don't know what the, I don't know if whoa, Disney whoa, whoa. like. Hold on. Is this on cable? How that works? Yes. They put a Disney show on XD. cable? Yes. What? That's Disney weird. XD, the IGN show. Yep. I thought this was online somewhere. I'm sure it's online too. No, 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 no. It's an actual TV show. <sighs> and I don't I don't know how that works, how they, they just struck a deal with them. I don't think Disney bought IGN out. I don't think is that this happened. G4 but, uh, Tech TV, Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler. Like, what is uh, this? No, no. Uh, I mean, it's it's IGN people. Adam uh, Sessler. Why'd you make that face, Webb, Robert? I love, yeah. I love the, what's it called? X-Play. Oh, dude, I love X-Play. X-Play was, was great. I loved X-Play. Dude, yeah, that was before I got into it. Do you not like Joy? Dude, I I don't. Sessler is great. G four was so great. Yeah, he is. He's still great. Yeah, G four was. Yeah, dude, he just looks like he just every time he's on something, he just acts so coked out, and it's hilarious. (laughs) I'm just for. Uh-huh. We're going to show this topic and we're going to revisit this another time. We'll do a G4 retrospective just to watch Robert shake his head apparently for 2 hours Af- and- after our gearbox retrospective. <laughs> and we yeah. and we watch hours of cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> cheaters. That was a real thing, uh, man. That was another human low, I think. God, G4. Uh, what a God, And then I feel yeah, so bad episodes about that. of cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it was so bad towards the end oh man uh, yeah but anyway good, good times yeah. though good memories if it wasn't for, for sure. if it wasn't for g4 and x play i would never have played prince of persia sands of times just to sands of time just to tie it back to our previous conversation so very nice that's real so let's get into the last section of our podcast Yay. this didn't happen last week unfortunately but this week jack all right i hear you have a good old would you rather for us i have been struggling with this for weeks now because we did delay it. I'm like, how do I ask this question? I came up with this big elaborate story and this big elaborate scenario 
but dude, really I, it doesn't have to be that way it can just be simply distilled down to a would you a basic would you rather so question do i need pen and paper to take notes so i can no. understand the question no but this i thought my <laughs> elaborate story was going to be good but then i like bounced it off of uh, my wife and she's like i lost you i lost you i lost you so i was like okay we'll just make this a simple question not my first choice but this is i think the best way it's going to work okay so okay would you rather give up your top three game uh, favorite gaming platforms or your top three favorite foods? What do you like? Give up as in they don't exist in the world anymore, or I can't touch them. You can't touch them or play them. So like, like pork cutlet. You could eat a pork cutlet, but I couldn't anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So you could threaten me with like, a, mm, hey, Robert, you see this this delicious, <laughs> mm, oh, if I this felt pork like cutlet. It, yeah, yeah. And think about what your top three favorite game platforms are. Robert, I'm sure PC is one of yours. Oh yeah, what are your top three? Hmm. Uh, let me think. Probably PC, PS4, Nintendo DS. Okay, so you either yeah. give those up or your top three favorite foods, which is pork cutlet, I guess. <laughs> hmm. That's a tough one because, like, I'm discuss, I'm huh? trying to think. I'm trying to think of my because uh, with my top favorite consoles, right? Like two of them platforms, are platforms, pla- expensive. platforms, yeah. yeah. So two of them, I'm never going to touch again. Like I'm not, I'm probably not going to touch a PS2 ever again. Probably not going to touch a DS ever again, but PC. And it's not like there's going to be a PC too. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> no, mean? No, that's the beauty like, of it. Yeah. It's, it's PC. There will not be another platform. <laughs> oh God. Now you have to play games on Mac. <laughs> oh oh no. Que- question. Lo- loophole. Can I boot camp a Mac into a PC? No, cause it's still a PC. No, but it's a Mac. But but you're what are you loading onto it though? You're partitioning it with Windows. Uh, that, that's irrelevant though. It's still a Mac. Windows is PC, bro. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> hmm. All right, you think over there. You Steam. I can see this pains you some, and I knew this would affect bit. you, Robert. But Colin, what what are your top three co- uh, platforms? My top three platforms. Oh God, I've been racking my brain about this. Ah, uh, um. I mean, PC is just so all-encompassing. It's just hard to not put that up there. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, PC is one of them. Uh, uh, God. Is Switch up there for you? You guys don't talk enough about the Switch. We're two Switch owners here. We don't have enough Switch talk on this podcast. I mean, it's not my favorite platform because there's just not enough games on it yet. Yeah, I mean, here's the th- what's the news about the Switch? No, I'm just curious. Well, I mean, ARMS just came out. Splatoon 2 is, like, all over the world. I haven't you heard know what you just said? Two mediocre games just came out. Why aren't we talking about oh, bad dang games? It. Splatoon two fans, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't think Splatoon. I don't. <laughs> Splatoon two is a system seller for bad. me. If I could find a Switch, I'd buy one for that game. Fair enough. Different I, strokes. I don't for think Splatoon two is bad. And Arms, Arms is just. It was just okay. I played the beta for both games. Arms, I'm um, not gonna. I'm not gonna die on a hill for Arms at all by any means. But <laughs> yeah. I still. But if I owned a Switch, I probably would own it. Honestly, top three top three platforms, yeah. PC, mm, PS4, really? Mm, I mean, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's gonna be finally. God, I'm torn between PS PS3 and PS4 though. PS4 uh, for me. PS4 easily. Yeah, the controller P- alone. Yeah, PS3 wasn't that. 
I mean, controller I alone. The PS3. The PS3 controllers. Yeah, but PS horrid. PS3 has such an amazing fucking library. PS2 is way. If you're talking about library, PS2 is the mm. one. And yeah, for and sure. Head and shoulders above everything. Wait, so we're talking platforms, right? So that means any pa- is backwards compatibility still in play? What do you mean? Just ask what you really mean. Oh. Oh, good because, thinking, Colin. I like it. Yeah. So if you're because saying you want if, the if PS... I, if, I, if I have a PS3, if I have a PS3, a PS3, I can get a backwards compatible PS3 and play PS1, PS2, and PS3 games. Uh-oh. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I like I'll the cut allow of his, it. I like the cut of his gym. I'll allow it. Like if, it. Yeah, if only, so, if only, so it doesn't count for uh, Xbox wait, One. Wait, 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 wait. It wait. doesn't count for Xbox One because you need like downloads and shit for that. If it just works out of the box, wait, then I'll wait. allow it. But I will not allow downloads. Back, back up, back up. This 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 doesn't fucking matter anyway because we getting we be, we be getting rid of it. What? So like the, it's top three platforms that we have to like our favorite three platforms. I mean it's kind of irrelevant anyway because we have to get rid of them. No, but so I want to know what they are for the sake of this conversation. Well, yeah, I understand that, but um, no, we were just we were getting down to the nitty gritty when I brought up backwards compatibility because I was ah, you might thinking be that's something. like yeah, it's yeah. a good loophole. I'd I'd let it pass. No, <laughs> Robert likes it. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, um. So yeah, that it would probably be PC, PS4, and I'm, I need a Nintendo console. I was gonna say um, Nintendo's not in there somewhere. Uh, SNES is the only clear choice. Dude, yes, ne- uh, but that maybe Wii U. SNES. What? I'm, I'm torn. <laughs> I'm torn between. I'm torn between SNES and GameCube right now. It's it's tough. Definitely, GameCube has some gems with Thousand Year Door. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, but there's no there's no JRPGs. I mean, there is. There's the better, like Lost, the King, there's Lost Kingdom, Baten Kaitos. Bro, the better skies of Arcadia. The skies of Arcadia is on GameCube. Uh, okay, so we haven't even really got to the question yet. He's still trying to figure out his top yeah. three. No, okay, okay, okay. I'm just I'm gonna go with GameCube. I'm just okay. gonna go with GameCube for the sake of, uh, sake of uh, moving. Robert, on. what are your top three again? Just real quick. PC, PS2, Nintendo DS, like the OG, the DS. Like okay, that, those are your favorite all time. A, yeah, that was a tank <clears throat> that you could like chuck across a football field and be like, yeah, yeah it's fine. The fat, the fat D- yes. And yeah. Actually, I had one of those. I dropped it and it fucking broke on it me. Did? Right Bad at luck. the hinge. Wow. Bad luck, kid. Because I've, yep. I've destroyed mine and it's like, hey, you want to play more Nintendo? It is you a tank. You want to play more yeah. Mario? It's a tank. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, what are your favorite, your top three favorite foods, Robert? Uh huh. Top three favorite. Okay, so curry has to be up there, probably. Uh, Curry's very broad, isn't it? Yeah, I know. And that, that's my question here. So, like, does it have to be... Because, you know, if if I, if you say, like, my favorite food is, like, hamburger, what about, like, you know, a buffalo burger? Like, does that does that cancel out because it's, like, of that food class? No, or but like it, would, if, it would cancel out cheeseburgers. But I think buffalo, I would allow that. Okay, so there's a lot of a lot of nitpicky stuff here. Yeah, but but so, let's be real here. Buffalo burger ain't no damn hamburger. Oh, it's not a hamburger, but it's like like in the same way. If, if someone said my favorite food is ramen, does that just cancel out all ramen or like the kind of ramen they usually eat? With that, I would say all ramen. It's all very ramen. case by case. Here, so but what, even okay. What are your top three favorite foods? I'll tell you. Let's see. So probably Japanese style curry. So does that cancel out Indian curry? Is, I don't know is, if you've curry, had is curry a, a genre of food, or is it just the name of a spice? Uh, curry, I don't know. Well, curry, at least in the Indian form, is kind of like a gravy. Yeah, and and in Japanese, it's kind of like uh, I mean, it's also a gravy, I guess. Is but curry like, a genre of food, like hot dogs? 
Yes and no. It's or is, tough. It a con- is it a, is it a condiment? You could almost call it more of a condiment in a way. <laughs> if it's a condiment, I guess. If it's a condiment, then all types of curry. Okay, that's that's dumb though, because Japanese style curry is so different from Indian style curry, and also like there's so many in Indian flavor, curries in flavor profile. Oh yeah, have you never had Indian food? Yes, I have. No, I'm just confirming with you like what I'm saying. Yeah. Like my yeah, point. Yeah. Listen, dude. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, I'm just I, trying to get to your number two, your number three. Okay, <laughs> if you just want to say Japanese I'm curry. To, yeah, Japanese curry. We'll okay, put it there. if that's your favorite one. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll we'll put katsu on that list. Uh, pork cutlet. Hmm. Colin is okay, racking his brain over there. This is this is tough. <laughs> I am, but it's also given me my answer, and my answer is I'd give up food. The top three foods. Wow. What's your other mm-hmm. food though? You didn't even you just cut to the chase. See, here's the thing. What's your third favorite food? Here's the thing. I can't think of it quite now because what my favorite food is really just changes a lot like i don't have a this is my favorite food of all time kind of a thing you know i just have moods where it's like i could go for this right now or i could go for that right now for me so if we, okay well because i'm just saying if we establish my list right now of top three favorite foods right now i'll be sad but then tomorrow i'll wake up and be like yeah i could go for a burger or i could go for you know like something that, that that's not even occurring to me right now mm-hmm. sure well yeah there's trillion literally probably billions of different foods Right out there, you know, and there's only so many video game consoles. So to me, yeah, it's it's a definitely tough question for me. So you're saying you would give up your favorite foods? Oh yeah. Okay, and you would you would see yourself going back to the DS and? The other I mean, one? probably not, but there's no way in hell I'm giving up my PC. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So my well, my fir- first of all, my. F- my three favorite foods. I, I'm just gonna go what's on the top of my head. Ramen, ramen for both Indian. of you. Wow. Yeah, oh, ra- dude, I ramen's never, good. I never said it was. No, in he my never top. said. He, okay. Yeah, he never said it was in his top. He mentioned it. Um. Yeah, like actual real like restaurant mm-hmm. sit down place ramen like bone broth really ramen. Authentic ramen. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. What, what was my next thing? Oh, Indian curry. Ugh. Indian curry. Um. Probably honestly, if I, I'm being completely honest with you, and this is kind of a cop out or like kind of a generic answer, but pizza. No, that's not a cop out. That's a real. I'm surprised it took this long to get to that. Yeah, Pizza's I mean, like pizza. Like I foods. eat so much fucking pizza. Like, and I, I, you know, it's one of those things where like you eat it so much, it just kind of goes without saying. But it really is one of my favorite foods. Two of my favorite foods in the um, world are both are Italian. So like yeah. it's a real thing. It's all just cheese and wheat. It's just fucking cheese and wheat. That's all Italian food is. Delicious. <laughs> I heard Delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's great. Um so but yeah, at the end of the day, throw out the foods, give me my video games. Because video games wow. is what I live for. I thought this would be harder so. for Robert because he's such a foodie. I, I love my food, man. But here, but. Here's your downfall. It's because I'm such a foodie that I can get over this. It's because you have a broad range. It's not like you like a few things intensely you like a lot of things a lot a lot of things intensely intensely right yeah yes but then when it comes to video there are far fewer video game platforms and foods now can i ask a hypothetical okay so let's say my top three favorite consoles were like ps2 xbox and like you know fucking snes 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, basically three non-PC right. like uh, consoles. Mm-hmm. So let's say I choose I don't play those consoles ever again. Can I then go to my PC and mm-hmm. load up a PS2 emulator? No, emulators are not, no emulator. emulators are not allowed in this scenario. Damn. PC PC games, if you're a PC platform, you it, it would unless it was released on like Steam or good old games okay. or like one of those. Like if it's available there, then yeah, you can play it. Like Final Fantasy VI, the stupid iOS version on Steam. <laughs> That's like a the ninth layer of hell to me playing that version, that game. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was fun. I got to learn a little bit about you guys and uh, definitely, you know, you guys listening at home, we really appreciate uh, all the new listeners. I should say, I should throw this out here. Uh, you know, if uh, you guys are downloading this and enjoying the show, we really appreciate you guys and uh, definitely love having you here. And it's uh, definitely uh, great fun for us to do this every week. And we just want to say thank you and take this time and also let you know that our uh, email is available. If you guys have your own, would you rather uh, either input or any ideas uh, we, we'd love to hear it, you know, uh, so you can always reach us at tiny at gmail.com. And with that, I will toss it back to Robert. One more question. Okay. <laughs> what the hell kind of story did you have to preface <laughs> this? Would you rather? Yeah. Major, think, yeah. What the hell was it? It's so major wife go. Nah, just ask the question. So I don't stupid. need. I don't just, need this Matrix level background I'm just story. Trying to be, yeah, I was just trying to be. I, I guess different for the sake of being different, not because I needed to be. But it was something like, "All right, you're on this like deserted desert island, and like there's a, <laughs> there's a teleporter on the island, and there's <laughs> there's two buttons on the teleporter, and one says top three <laughs> game plan, the other one says top three foods. But once you hit one, oh the other button God. breaks. So which button do you hit? <laughs> And if you hit the video game console one, then you have infinite electricity and internet. (laughs) Something along those lines. (laughs) I can't remember exactly. It's something like stupid like that, though. And then I was trying to tell her, right? And she's just like, no, just ask the stupid question. What the fuck (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) So I think I made the right choice of just asking the stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so thank you for listening to yes. the tiny disc podcast yes 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 um as jack mentioned we have that email that you can shoot to uh any email to us it doesn't have to be would you rather it's just any comments feedback concern criticisms etc um you can also tweet at us if you're on that tweetsters we are at tiny disc podcast <laughs> <What's the> tweetsters <laughs> you know tweetsters you know the, the thing those little kids Tweeters. are doing Flipster. yeah <laughs> that's what Disney's thing is going to be called Disney's Flickster Flickster all right mm-hmm. Napster what if they just come yeah. back and it's called Napster that'd be hilarious and Hol- they bought out Napster just so they could use yeah. the name the world goes full circle <laughs> we've we've come to complete a uh, complete the singularity I think is going to happen at, at that point right oh yeah we have a year and a half left people you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, don't forget to uh, tell a friend if you know if you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend. And, you know, let them know like, hey, this is something you could listen to as well. Because you know we're not really paying for advertising or anything, so kind of spreading word of mouth kind of helps us go a long way. I think. Yeah, grassroots um, effort, guys. We need your help to get the word out there. So it's all word of mouth. That's all we depend on. So we appreciate it. Yeah. 
Definitely. And uh, feel free to engage with us as well. Uh, we'll tell you guys our own personal Twitter feeds in a second, but you can tweet at us with that uh, company hashtag, or you can tweet at us using um, hashtag TDP. Uh, we'll be able to see that and you, know, you can kind of engage and we'll engage and it'll be a lot of fun. You can also engage with Colin at his Facebook group. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yo, hey, so I've been running, uh, I've been modding myself the uh, Tiny Disc Facebook group and as well as running the official Tiny Disc uh, Facebook page. So uh, if, if you're on Facebook and you haven't already, go ahead and drop us a like uh, in the Facebook group. I make sure I post uh, uh, as much as I can, I post some topics, some stuff that we can talk about, as well as uh, my weekly uh, Facebook Live hangout that I've been doing, uh, which is going Tuesdays at 8 p.m. until uh, I say otherwise. Um, so, yeah, just uh, if you guys are liking the show and you guys want to talk about st- uh, stuff having to do with the show or uh, other things having to do with uh, video games and other nerdy things, just uh, hit us up in the Facebook group and we'll be happy to chat with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could also help us out and give us a review on iTunes, that'd be really helpful. You know, just kind of help us build up that kind of goodwill. Um, but I guess aside from that, uh, we've got nothing else going on. So where can we find you guys on the internet? I am at boo boo underscore underscore five five on Twitter, aka Colin and Mono. Uh, Jack Cepeda at J A C C E P E D A Twitter. Mm-hmm. See you guys there. And you can find me, Robert, on Twitter and all the social medias at Pinoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. That's it for us this week. Tune in next week for another episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Bong bong. Just a man in a pink Snuggie. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And, And with that...